hit the bacon, then we took out all these fucking ones. See, I'm the cocky one. No, I'm not the wild one, but I'm a fucking turn up until I see the morning sun. Set that tiger bone, got the henny up. <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness. No more pussy for bitch niggas, cause y'all fucking up. These bitches fucking on each other, man's enough of this. Real bitches still here, come get this dick, girl. Hello and welcome back to the Common Podcast. We we are a podcast about conspiracy theories. Uh, we we could be uh, true crime. Uh, it, it's just a, it's just a podcast about not trusting the government. That that's the best way I can develop. I could talk about this show. When people were like, "What do you guys talk about?" I was like, "Just my schizophrenia. This is my this is my show about." <laughs> I'm not really schizophrenic. I'm just kidding. But this is just my my show and Adam's show about not trusting the government. So uh, you can find us on Instagram at con underscore men underscore podcast. We're also on Twitter at comment podcast one. We're on YouTube, but YouTube, um, we have two strikes in there. You guys know how it is uh, when we start talking about some shit. Um, they, they don't like that. So look for us on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash comment podcast. That channel is really starting to grow. I'm pretty happy about what we're doing at, at Rumble. It's not huge. I know YouTube are, are we have tons of, of subscribers over there. Rumble, where it's growing slowly, but we're we're getting a little bit of a following. I'm happy about that. Um, if you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash comment podcast. That's how we keep the lights on. That's how we get our that's 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 how we get our new cameras our switchers or our mics, even like the little things like like HDMI cords and XLR cords, like all that kind of stuff with your contribution that helps us keep the show going. You get to see our pretty faces. So, yeah, um, keep 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 supporting us. It's only three dollars a month. I know people come up to me or not come up to me. They'll write me like, hey, hey, when I'm in town, let me buy you a beer. Let me buy you a beer. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just so, uh, I don't get murdered. I don't, I don't know. I know some of you guys personally, but not all you guys. So, I mean, a good way to introduce yourself is join the Patreon. It's $3 a month. That's like buying me a beer. And, uh, um, I mean, and, and eventually we could, we could be formally introduced. So like that, 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 w- that could work out. But if you really like us and like the show or really support our content, $3 a month, that's it. I mean, a beer is going to cost you, especially in Austin, it's going to be like five or six dollars. So you could buy buy coffee, buy some coffee. That's what I'm doing. I'm drinking a coffee uh, right here. I don't know if you can see that. I'm, I have my other I have, I have it on the wrong screen right now. But uh, you can find all these con men uh, coffee mugs at our at uh, at the merch store. We got T-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hats. I'm wearing the hat right now. That's another way to support us. Um, but if you want to go the cheaper option, patreon.com forward slash comment podcast. All right. So, so today I really did. I really, this is, this is a very important topic to me. I don't, I'm really picky about having guests on the show for the most part. It's, it's mainly just being Adam. We just kind of talk about these rabbit holes. I go down and sometimes we'll have guests on. But I really have to want to have the guests on. So um, to um, like I the first time I heard about this guest I'm about to introduce right now, 
I first heard about him on uh, Macroaggressions with Charlie Robinson. I know we did an episode with Charlie Robinson uh, um, about a few months ago. And he, he's one of my favorite podcasters. Great guy. I love Charlie. Uh, he's been very helpful to the show. And he, he was, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, um, um, I like to have this guy in the show. And he's like, oh, he's a great guy. I take all the products. And um, he's like, you should really have him on the show. He, he, knows, he knows a lot. And especially like the kind of content that you guys cover. Because uh, for anyone that knows who I am, I, I am a, I, I've been a chef since probably uh, 2007 I've been a chef so I'm really big on clean eating food all that kind of stuff I have kids so we're everyone should be very passionate about what's going in and out of their body so um so yeah um the guest I'm about to introduce to you um he he he's going to flat out school you guys on all this type of stuff, like about the foods going into your bodies. And even before we went on air right now, we were talking about water and, and, um, uh, yeah, I was like, Oh shit. I, I, I really didn't think about all the, all, all the toxins going into your body with the water there. Uh, I did the episode with Ryan Dean where, where we went through all the toxins and cancer causing, uh, uh, things in your water so that that that, that is another rabbit hole I, I, but we are going to talk about a lot of this stuff uh, uh on, on the show today um we're going to talk about these products he has products and, it, and 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 it's not just an episode about like it's it's not an infomercial it's it's nothing like that and um I'm, i mean i've taken the products and i feel great right now like I, I feel like my brain functionality is working a lot better. Um, I was just in El Paso and someone was like, wow, did you lose weight? And I just figured I was like, I think everyone in El Paso is just fat. So like I, I maybe I just <laughs> maybe I just look better. <laughs> but no, I, like even even uh, I was in I was at the beach. I was in Puerto Ranzas this weekend. They're like, oh, man, you look great. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize it. So my body's starting to transform. It's kind of crazy. Like it, it, this product is actually working. Um, uh, so, uh, I know I'm, I'm going to go on these tangents right now, but, um, uh, I just, let me introduce you to our guest today from, uh, chemical free body. We got Tim James. How you doing? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me on brother. Thanks for the, uh, uh, the big warm up. And, um, when I go on shows, my, my whole goal for the listeners, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and, uh, being a part and, and patronizing you and, buying you coffee and beers on Patreon. That's that really helps your show. And I think that's a really good way for people to give back and it's really inexpensive. So I just, my goal is like that, like I'm a working class. I'll tell you guys my story in a little bit, but I'm I you know, I'm a working class person. I grew up on a farm and um, the working class has basically been shit on. Um, I was one of them and uh, my health had suffered. And, and now I'm here to, you know, inspire people, but then to give them basic, simple things they can do in their own lives at home that actually move the needle, right? To help people get their energy back, to get their mental clarity back, um, to, you know, get their body back in shape so we can be back like wild creatures like we're supposed to, like every other creature in the wild. And just go out and really follow what what our joy and excitement is and just kick ass in life. And because um, I was I was pretty lost. So I really thank you for the opportunity. And I thank the, the guests for showing up and uh, hope people stick around to the end because we've got some really cool stuff for you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the 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 products, and I'm I'm as skeptical as it comes, 
Like I, whenever I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, what what are they selling to me? What are they trying to do? And um, I, you know, lately we've been talking about doom. It's constant doom on this show. And I like that we're doing this show because it's there is doom because there there is going to be doom. But there's also like this. This is a solution. We're offering a solution right here. And um, if you don't if you don't feel great about um, buying buying products on here, I, I think you should just listen to this episode because you it, it's not just about this product. It, I mean, it, it is about the product, but it's also talking about how you can improve your life, how you can uh, you start looking at food like that's how it, this is going to be a new revolution of of just learning about how to eat what to look for, what ingredients uh, that are in your food like that. Th this is all this is this is all positive stuff, no matter what you take out of this episode. Awesome, dude. Well, yeah. why don't I just hop into my story, then let everybody know what's going on. So uh, basically, I grew up in eastern Oregon uh, on a small cattle and hay farm. Um, I've actually recently moved back. I purchased my mom and dad's farm. Um, I don't know if you know Jim Gale and Food Forest Abundance. We've had him on yet or not, but yeah, if not, oh, yeah, if you had him on the show, no, I have not had him on the show. I know you're talking about. Yeah, so he was actually introduced. I can't remember. It's been a couple of years now. So um, I'm working with Jim. We're building like an acre and a half to two acre uh, sustainable food forest on the property, uh, building kind of like a headquarters here. I got a new shop um, area, and we're gonna be growing stuff using some of the water technologies. We might talk about if we get into it today. Um, we got into soil regeneration. Um, I just purchased like $15,000 of mycelium, which is like a type of a fungus that works with the plant's root systems and enhances bioavailability. We're, we're not tilling the soil anymore because tilling kills. We'll get into all this stuff. So I just want to create this like basically going back to the roots because for the last 12 years, I tell my story, I, I've been because I healed myself. I, I've been focusing on gut health. But then I realized when I found out the skin of the earth is like, it's been raped. I mean, there used to be like in 1964, I think it was Ohio State University did a test and they, they measured one acre of soil and it had 2000 pounds of bacterium in it. 40 years later in 2004, they measure again. And guess what? They only found a hundred pounds in, of, of this bacteria in, in the soil. And, and some of them were genetically modified. So that is completely out of balance in nature. We have sick soil and we're going to be sick. And that's where we're at today. So so my journey goes back. I'm 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 growing up hunting and fishing, redneck, you know, chewing tobacco, drinking whiskey, pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> just partying with my buddies, bonfires and shit like that, hunting and fishing, and just having a lot of fun riding cows. My best friend was like a rodeo star. We were riding horses all quarter quarter horses, and you know, we just had a good time. We're always out in nature, hiking, riding horses, um, roping cows, just doing all kinds of fun stuff. And then uh I actually played baseball at a high level. We, uh, my, when I was 15, our, our team took fifth in the world at the oh, wow. uh, Babe, Ruth, Babe Ruth World Series from this little podunk town in the ground. It was like 11,000 people, right? <laughs> so awesome. that was, it was like a big deal. They had a big parade for us and everything. And we thought we were pretty special, but it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was like, it was, we were just stacked. I right? think like we had like four or five guys on that team that got drafted out of this, no, this little town. We were just awesome. So anyway, I was an athlete, but then let's fast forward. Now I moved down to Portland, Oregon. Um, I've got a wife. I've got a kids. I got a mortgage, and I got a big old fat belly. <laughs> I gained about forty-two pounds. 
you know, I kind of got, you know, in that sedentary lifestyle and the standard American diet finally caught up to me, all the processed foods and the toxins and crap that's in them. And I was a financial advisor running around from three offices. I actually started off my own as an independent. Then I went to work for this guy to take over his business. And it was a great gig, dude. He had like three offices, 18 employees, and um, and he was netting about 2.4 million a year. And I was, he's sunsetting and I'm going to take over the business. And and it was just all my friends were like, high five me, dude, you're in. That's you, you got it made. You're it's awesome. And I'm all excited about it. But it was all financial, right? It wasn't like it wasn't like it was my passion or my joy or the most exciting. You know, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was excited about basically the money. Um, I did like helping people and I got really good at it. I try to do really good at whatever it is I do. But I was looking at it for the long term for the financial health of my family so that I could have that and then go do other things, right? With my life, I could take more time off to go hunting and fishing and spend more time with my kids and take my wife on trips and all this stuff. So I'm doing that, and um, but my health started suffering. So here I am. I'm 42 pounds overweight. I have a lot of stress because we're we got these three offices. I'm running all over Portland, Vancouver area, seeing clients every night, every twice a night. We're doing these like marketing things at these fancy restaurants, and you know Jeff's doing the selling and and. Uh, then he gets a radio show. And so I'm just busy, dude. I'm just like nonstop seeing clients or marketing. And um, so I lost stress in my life, which is a killer. And then um, all of a sudden I started getting acid reflux. And this went on for years. And I started eating more and more Tums and Rolaids. Doctor wanted me to go on Prilosec. I didn't do it because it sounded just weird. It sounded like a, I don't know, like, like a, I don't know, like a Martian or something. I just stayed away from it. <laughs> and then I eventually, um, I got, you know, I just got worse. Then I got eczema on my left knee. And that thing grew for years, it got bigger, started cracking and bleeding and sticking to my wool pants. As a financial advisor, it was like painful taking it off. You know, like when you get a, a wound that bleeds or something, you get the band-aid and it sticks and it hurts. It was like the every day. That was my life. It was pain. So um, then both of my elbows got eczema. Same thing started happening. I couldn't wear white shirts anymore as a financial advisor because I would stain them and they would stick to my thing. So I, I was wearing like bandages and darker shirts. And, um, and then when I'd go to the like the beach or something, I, I didn't want to take my shirt off anymore. Not because I was fat, because pretty much most everybody else was too nowadays, but it was because my skin, dude, it was like, it was, it looked like salamander, man. It was cracking and bleeding. My elbows were bleeding. My knee was bleeding. I was embarrassed about it. And then I had this other skin issue on my shoulder. It was like this fat stuff bubbling up. Um, I got a doctor to inject some, I don't know, it was like a steroid or like a cortisone deal. And it ate it away. It kind of made a little indent. It was kind of purpley colored. I was like, okay, it's gone. I don't like that purple different discoloration of my skin, but at least that fat bump's gone. And then three months later, bloop, 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 three more of them start growing around. It. And I'm, I'm getting really anxiety and worried it's going to happen on my face, possibly. I mean, this is all going on in my head. And then it got worse. Then I started bleeding rectally when I would poop. And, um, and I started getting anxiety around this because I'd have a bowel movement twice a day. And on a scale of one to 10, it was about a six or seven on the pain scale. So every time I would go, it was a tremendous amount of pain followed by blood. So now my elbows are bleeding, my knees bleeding, weird thing on my shoulder, a mental fog, I'm tired, um, and I'm bleeding rectally every time I poop. And this went on for like two and a half years. And um, I, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, I were promoted to me. I, I never actually took them, thank God. Knowing what I know now, I didn't know them, but it just, you know, some of the side effects were like weird. Like one of them was like rectal bleeding. I'm like, I have that. Why would I take that? That makes no <laughs> sense to me. So one thing I, my mom and dad gave me on the farm was common sense. So I stayed away from that shit. And then um, and then finally, I was on a, a vacation with my wife to Peru. 
and she was from there from Lima. Her dad was a was a medical doctor and he'd never been on a vacation like 30 years of working. So he was a very busy medical doctor with a big practice seeing patients. And then he en ended up taking over and running one of the largest hospitals and clinics in Lima. And he was also helping like government type people and stuff. He would speak with the government people. So he was a really awesome. He actually was a re really good dude. He's really smart. And so he was just busy. And so when he switched over to the, the new clinic, he was such a nice guy. He kept seeing his patients and helping him. So he literally had like, like two and a half jobs, right? Like two and a half job doctor jobs. He was seeing patients, running a clinic and taking care of dignitaries and all this stuff. Like the guy never had a vacation. Think about that. Never. He's just work mm. workhorse. So now my wife and him, we plan this big vacation. We go to Northern Peru to a place called Tumbes, just South of Ecuador. And it was in a very remote area. Like I'm very remote. The beaches were amazing. There was dude, the seashells on that beach looked like they should have been in the Smithsonian. They were real nice. Okay. They were real. It was like really cool shit. You're not supposed to. I took a couple of them. They were like ashtrays and shit at home, even though I didn't smoke. So um I'm I'm there. We're having a great time. And then all of a sudden we went on a deep sea fishing ex expedition and I'm I'm getting sick. And um and I hunt and fish. I've been out in the ocean. I've never had motion sickness. Never. Not a problem. I watched everybody else have a problem with it. Never bothered me. And the captain's like, oh, he's got motion sickness. Her dad's like, oh, he's got motion sickness. I'm like, nope, that ain't it, dudes. Like, I know myself. It ain't me. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's motion sickness. So I get back and it gets it starts getting worse. And finally, he's like, what's geez, you're not getting better by now. He's like, let me examine you. He's a medical doctor. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, we have we got to get you to a hospital. And I'm like, what? You know, and so now I'm in, it, it's just getting worse and worse. And I'm bent over like an old man walking at a 90 degree angle with my, you know, just like I, I can't walk erect. We hop in the car, we drive down to the airport, and I miss the one plane flight out of there per day by like 20 minutes. And he's like, he's like, oh shit, we we got to get you to hospital or you could die. You need an operation now. And I'm like, oh shit. So we rented a, a van and we drove six hours through the middle of the night down this bumpy ass road down the coastline of Peru to the next closest town called Piora that had a hospital. They put me in an examination room and in the examination room, there's bugs flying around in the light above me. I mean, it's like third world. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't good. I look over the instruments and the looks like it's about the 1950s. You know, lights are kind of like coming on and off. And I'm like, I'm in, this is the hospital. Like, he doesn't want them to operate on me there. So he has them completely like dope me up and all this stuff. I can't feel nothing. I'm walking again. And they basically life flighted me with nobody knowing. They put me on a commercial because there's no life flight in Peru. So they put me on a commercial. He bought tickets and we flew out of there immediately. We took the next flight out. And um, I was being life flighted and I'm all doped up. So they just kept me in between him and my wife. So nobody could like talk to me or see me because I was all. Uh... And he's sitting there watching me the whole time and monitoring me because like I could have a problem. We get there. I take another taxi to the clinic, the hospital. And then there's a whole team of people waiting for me. They grab me, throw me in a gurney and I go right immediately into surgery. And they saved my life. And, um, you know, so my the. The thing about Western medicine is, is that type of, you know, with the cut, the, the surgeries and stuff like that is a very necessary part of of our medical system. And we need it. It was actually most people don't know this, but it was born out of wartime. Western medicine was created during war where people were getting their limbs blown off. They get shot in the guts, shrapnels hitting them. They get stabbed with a knife. And you need that critical type of care. You have nurses and doctors, surgeons in there and they're patching people up and they're saving lives. OK, so we need that. Those people are awesome. I hope we have it forever. It's very important. But when it comes to chronic care with all the health issues that I had, 
it's a complete fail. And I don't care what anybody says. It's like just look besides just looking around at everybody and every, almost everybody's getting cancer nowadays, like over one third of people are getting cancer and it's growing. And if, on current trends, cancer will be 68 to 70 by 2050, 68 to 72 percent of people will have cancer. So at that point, it will be as common as catching a cold. How many of you listening have ever caught a cold? OK, well, that's how many people are going to be getting cancer. And so, like, what's going on? Like, we have to start asking questions as adults. Like, what is this? What's happening? And we, we, you know, so we have some major problems. And if you look at the life expectancy chart today put out by, you know, the government and the, uh, the certain agencies that are in, involved in all this stuff that's causing the problems, their own charts are showing life expectancy now is dropping like a rock in the United States. And for those of you listening in other countries, beware, because they... Every all your trends usually delay and follow the United States by about five or ten years. So it's coming soon to a town near you. So what this <laughs> means is is that our children and grandchildren will now die sooner than us. So the policies that have been written by the politicians and the medical community's so-called solutions and the food delivery system and all of it, Hollywood, media, the news, all of these people get an F. They, they need to be fired. That's where we're at today. They need to be fired because they're that's what they've delivered. They've delivered death. So our, our children are dying here. So there it is. Their own charts prove it. So now, what did I learn from that experience? Well, I learned a couple things, Sean. Number one, I don't want to have surgery again, hopefully. I got my fingers <laughs> crossed. Hopefully I don't have accidents and all that stuff. Because uh, my wife had to literally push wheelchair me back in the United States and recovery and all that stuff. Um, number two was that I learned a big lesson. This is the biggest one. I hope it's a big takeaway for the listeners is that my poor health, my poor health doesn't affect just me. It affects everybody else around me, especially the ones that care and love for me the most. I ruined that vacation for my wife and her dad. He, you know, <laughs> he ended up back in the hospital taking care of me. You know, 30, 30 years working his ass off. He gets like a three, four day vacation. He's back in the hospital, not two weeks. You know, he got to read like one book on the beach and that was about it. So he was yeah. having so much fun, big smile. I never seen him relax like that before. He's relaxing his nervous system. And, great, uh, great job, Tim. Yeah, poor, poor bastard. Um, and he was just a lovely man. So, you know, our health doesn't affect just us. It's other people around us. So I was like, I didn't realize how selfish I was by not taking care of myself. And if you want to take it into a religious text, you know, a lot of people, if you believe in God, he, she, it, whatever your view is, like, it's kind of like God slapping God in the face. God gave you this, this life and this body. And if you're not taking care of the vehicle, wow, that's kind of a real big insult if you're, if you're religious. So, um, so anyway, we could talk more about that, but, um, so I come back home living my life and uh, a good friend of mine, Clay Mahoy gets diagnosed with stomach cancer. He's on my baseball team. Dude was jacked, had like an eight pack abs, could have been an underwear model, had three little kids. And um, he gets diagnosed with his stomach cancer and we lost him. He died 80 pounds under his weight. We figured he got it because he was chewing tobacco like a lot of us. And it was trickled down his throat and got into his stomach, you know. So it's like, well, he kind of did that one on his own. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Um, but I tell you what, he didn't have any insurance. We had to do a fundraiser and he left those three little boys from ages six to 17 behind with no father. And it was very hard on all of us. And um, I also lost my aunt to melanoma skin cancer, uh, which spread to her lungs. My mom took care of her in a hospice situation. And my heart always goes out to anybody that deals with hospice, whether you're a hospice worker or you're taking care of a family member. And that that is some that's some heavy shit. That oh, yeah. is you, you're you're a freaking angel if you're doing that work. So my my thoughts and prayers go out to you for that for sure 
Um, I lost my grandma to uh, brain cancer. Um, and, um, and then, uh, and then a little after that, my buddy, another buddy, Charles at age 43 gets cancer, breaks the news to me. And I'm sitting there going, dude, it's like, I'm going to lose another friend. It's like, that'd been my experience. Everybody that I knew personally had gotten cancer died and it was freaking a miserable way out, dude. It was horrible. You know, I remember Clay sitting on the baseball field, his last game, spitting up blood in between me and my buddy, Jason. And Jason's looking at me. I'm looking at him and Jason's finally like, dude, what are you doing out here? And he's like, look, man, he goes, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out doing what I love. And we're like, okay, what do you say to that? And he's like spitting up blood in between innings. So, you know, I lived and breathed this stuff. Um, and, uh, so my friend Charles gets cancer and he's like, look, they don't have anything for me with my type of cancer. Thank God. And so he found this place in West Palm beach, Florida called Hippocrates wellness center. And so he's like, I want you to go there with me and support me. And I'm like, dude, I'm in whatever you need. I didn't even look it up. I didn't think about it. He asked me and right there on the spot. I'm like, I'm in, I want to go help, spend time with my friend. Um, you know, I know I'm going to lose him. That's what I figured. And so January 1st, 2011, we fly to the Hippocrates Wellness Center in West Palm Beach, Florida, which was kind of cool because it was January 1st and it was rainy and miserable in Portland, right? So down there, it was freaking sunny and nice. <laughs> so that yeah. was cool. And um, day one, my acid reflux was gone at that place. Day one. Um, they put us on lemon and lime water and wheatgrass shots and green juice. And like all the food was like alive. Like it was sprouts and sprouted nuts and sprouted seeds and sprouted greens and beans, all this stuff, and nut, all these things, man. And, um, and then Wednesdays they had like raw coconuts. This dude's out there chopping them and giving them to you and you're drinking it and then eating the meat. It was really cool. So everything's like super fresh and healthy. And you know, as a chef, if you want your shit to taste good, if you just get fresh food and everybody's like, this guy's the best chef ever. Come back <laughs> to this restaurant. It's amazing. Yeah. Cause the chefs are smart and they know fresh is best. Anybody listening that's ever fished, like you can catch a, if you catch a Chinook salmon as an example or any type of fish and you cook it right on the spot. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah. You've never had fish like this. It's unreal. You can't eat. I, I, I don't want to eat anything else. Like, you don't. Every, they're, they're, in fact, I, I caught a fresh. I caught a Chinook when I was like 18 the first time. And the family rallied. And uh, I, I was staying at my girlfriend's house down in the Gresham area, Portland area. And all of a sudden, all these family members come over and they're bringing all these dishes. And we made this barbecue salmon. I never ate any of the other delicious dishes. I just sat there and ate the salmon. Yeah. I mean, it was so good. The next day we cooked it again. It wasn't the same. Mm -mm. And it was it was just in the fridge. We didn't even freeze it. So when you freeze the shit and it's like so fresh is best. Fresh food is best. It's best for your body. It's best for your health and it tastes better. Right. It's just good. So fresh food is um, so it's it, it anyway. It's just it's just really important to eat fresh stuff. And that's what they had there at the Institute. It was like as fresh as you get. It was alive. In fact, their statement was it's not the food in your life. It's the life in your food. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But all I know is my acid reflux was gone. And then I started getting detox symptoms. I had like night sweats. I was irritable as I, you know, because all these years of, you know, like basically what the doctor said, he goes, you've done a lot of shitty things to yourself. And, you know, a lot of that stuff's going to be coming on out. And so I was going through this detox period. They call it a Hertz reaction. Um, at the Institute, they called it doing surgery without a knife as my body was changing. And um, so here's the big takeaway from the Institute. This guy, I went to the, my first class. It was called Internal Awareness. And Dr. Scott Josephson comes out, and he's talking about it. And uh, this guy's freaking ripped, first off. I mean, he's buff. He just turned 50, and he looked like he was 40. And I'm like, I can't believe this, guy, this guy's 50. I mean, I can't believe it. I've, he looked younger, and he looked great. 
And that was kind of the theme there at this place, man. The people that had uh, been on their program for 10, 20 years that had worked there, they looked 10, 15 years younger than everybody else. In fact, there was this nurse that was like 53 years old, smoking hot, and I thought she was like in her mid-30s. And I, I'm 37 at the time. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, if I wasn't married. and uh, But she was 53. You couldn't tell, dude. So I'm like, okay, success leaves clues. People are looking younger here. But I still think, how could this podunk place help people with cancer, race for the cure, all this stuff? I'm like, come on. And so I'm I'm very skeptical like you. I, I'm, I'm actually with a notepad running around quizzing people trying to find the holes in this place. And as this is happening, you know, I'm, I'm beginning the healing process. So here was the takeaway. This doctor comes in. He's like, look, everybody here on average has about 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material in your colon. That's just the way it is. You're on a standard American shit. diet. This is what you got. Now, um, he goes, and if you ever want to be healthy, you got to get it out. He goes, but you can't see it, right? It's kind of like you might be really good at cleaning your kitchen, but nine times out of ten, if I put my finger across the top of the fridge, there's a bunch of dust up there because it's out of sight, out of mind. It's the same thing with your gut. You can't see in there, so you don't know. But the average, they've done over at that point in time in 2011, I think they've done over 600,000 colonics. These are colon hydrotherapy or colonic. You ever heard of this? No, I don't. I okay, so this. I I didn't either. So basically, what it is is like he's like he was trying to sell us on this because we got to get this. You have to get this. You literally, if you love yourself, you want to be healthy. This is the the driving engine of your life is your digestive tract. And if you have six to twelve pounds of this funk and gunk and junk in there, it's it's holding you back from your health. In fact, the Royal Society of Medicine said that eighty five percent of disease starts in the colon, and colon cancer is skyrocketing now. Liver cancer. So anyway. Um, colon hydrotherapy or colonics, AKA colonics is basically you set on a tube rectally and water gently goes in and out of your colon and it cleans your colon. I mean, that's just what it is. But when he purported that to me, I was like elbowing Charles going, look, dude, I don't, I come here to help you, but I, that ain't happening. Okay? <laughs> Tim is not going to be doing that. Like I, you know, I had a huge ego back then too, yeah. but, and it just, but it was weird. It's like, I'm a guy. Nobody's touching me down there, you know, whatever. Mm. And, um, but the doctor was very smart. And he knew there was a lot of people like me coming in there with egos and mm -hmm. fear. I'd been feared up my whole life. Uh, and so he showed colon virtual colonoscopies. They where they take a camera and they go in, in your colon and they take a look around. And there's four people. Three of them were unhealthy and one had been on this Hippocrates program for like two or three years or something. Healed themselves. The first person was like a 24-year-old female with Graves' disease. She had like a thyroid issue in her neck, you know, ideal. And then she had yeast infection. She had it was called thrush. Now, mm -hmm. when you go inside of somebody's colon, you're expecting to see brown things, right? That's what you need. Poop's coming out. Inside of her colon, dude, it was white and yellow, like all white and yellow. All the yeast had overgrown her colon. Holy and I was shit. like, yeah, and I was like, well, that ain't good. I just knew it. Like, that's not good. It shouldn't be white and yellow. Then they went to a 65-year-old man that had colon cancer and parasites. And inside of his colon is black midnight like tar completely black and these little white worms crawling around. And that's when I was, my skin start crawling. I'm like, Oh God, it's like, Ugh. I mean, it was bad. Right. And, and then the doctor turns around and said, now look, he goes, you guys think that this parasite thing is a third world affair far from it. He goes easily 50% of you are going to see the parasites coming out of you over the next two or three weeks on the Hippocrates product on our lifestyle transformation program. You're going to see them. Oh, my God. You're going to see hookworms and pinworms and tapeworms coming out of you. And, and we did. People saw that stuff coming out. But he said there's also microscopic parasites. And um, and actually later, dude, I actually did some research and I was watching where uh, they'll be doing like, uh, you know, bypass surgeries on people's hearts. 
And then when they cut into the heart, the pockets of these worms explode out of the heart, like heartworms and shit like that. And so there's parasites all over the body. And he said, even the smaller ones, the microscopic ones, all of them are eating your food, drinking your drink. They're urinating and defecating inside of you, creating more acid and waste matter. And they're having sex and laying thousands of eggs in you. Okay, this dude's got my attention now. Oh, I've my seen God. It. And now I'm thinking, well, maybe that colon hydrotherapy thing ain't too bad because like, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, and I was so, gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you to buy me dinner first, but fuck, you just showed me this this crazy thing. So yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go, so have fun in there. Yeah. So next next person was a forty five year old female with breast cancer, and um, inside of her colon was mostly black, like tar, like the other dude that had cancer, and a little bit of brown stuff. Then they went and showed the virtual colonoscopy of the healthy person, and it was like, dude, you could see the pink lining of the intestinal walls, and there was brown stuff floating around in there, and I could. That's when the Boom, the light bulb went off on Redneck Tim, and it was like, it's an inside job. Yep. It's an inside <laughs> job. The tractor is the is gummed up. The engine in that truck is gummed up. You don't just throw good fuel into it. You got to take it into the shop. You got to flush the engine. You got to flush the transmission fluid, new spark plugs, new fuel filter, new oil filter, new oil, and then you maintenance that sucker. And that's that's what they were teaching us. So they went inside and showed us what's going on inside of us. And once I, I was like, it was I, all downhill from there. I signed up for the colon hydrotherapy thing. Still scared, but the next day I was more scared. I was thinking about them parasites crawling around that dude with cancer. And I'm like, he ate what I ate. I'm I'm screwed. Like, I got to get the shit out of me. They weighed me. I did it for an hour, and then they weighed me again. I dropped 11 pounds of impacted, nasty crud that was in my colon. Now, this was 2011. The record at the time was a lady had dropped 27 pounds of this disease-causing funk in one hour session in one one hour session like 27 pounds and the first thing that came to my mind i'm like 27 pounds what weighs 27 pounds like my dog weighs about four it's like <laughs> i was like this is almost this it's like this it's like a medium-sized dog falling out of your ass yeah like think about that put that into context of a dog literally falling out of your butt a medium-sized that, dog that's, that's how much waste that's a four-year-old kid <laughs> i think my kids i think i think a four-year-old is around 30 pounds a yeah, human. put that in context. <laughs> it's like, how could you possibly, possibly be healthy with waste matter in there like that? Or pick up a tw- 10-pound dumbbell. Imagine having a 10-pound dumbbell full of toxic crap waste matter in you. That's what's going on on average. 10 pounds, ain't it's it ain't that heavy, but it is when you're talking about just something sitting inside your gut, right? So I felt better after that. I felt a lot lighter, obviously. And... um. But I was still going through these. I was very irritable. I was going the first four. It just got kind of worse. And then they were like saying on the fourth or fifth day, you're going to wake up and you're going to feel amazing. And I was literally I went to bed at like eight o'clock at night early. I just wanted the day to end. Right. I just wanted to be over. I'm like, please be good tomorrow because I don't want to go through another day of this. And um, again, I was doing surgery without without a knife. That's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Right. They set up the environment for me to heal. And so the next day I woke up, we did our routine. We drank the lemon lime water. We did the wheatgrass shot, the green juice. We worked out. We went and did an infrared sauna. We did a hot cold plunge, which was really awesome. And we were walking back to our, our haciendas because it's on like a 50 acre resort setting. It's awesome. It's all nature and stuff. And um, I looked at Charles and I'm like, dude, do you feel as good as I do? And he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I feel fantastic. I go, said, man, my mental clarity is so good right now. I'm like, I feel like I'm 18, like I'm alive again. I said, my arms are literally, like literally tingling with energy, like let's go, you know? And um, I said, dude, we have discovered the fountain of youth. And um, this is exactly what everybody's looking for, like literally. And it's so, 
it's so simple. Like you just kind of relax your body, you reduce the stress, and we can get into more of that later. You you get these toxic chemicals out of your body. You clean up your digestive tract, which we've been working on, and you put nature into your body. Concentrated foods have been grown in super nutrient dense soil, like we spoke about before, before it got all hammered, right, and got all these bacteria and stuff out of it. And you come back to life, and I said, dude, you're gonna heal. And I said, I can't believe this, but I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna give up because this place was like a plant based deal. I said, I'm going to give up all meat except for bacon, and I'm going to do this whole thing with you, man. And, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so we went home, and we got busy, man. We got busy, yeah. and Charles got busy living. Mm-hmm. And so we, we started making these juices and bought juicers and did all this shit, and, and I started growing sprouts. And, um, and then I was telling all my friends about it, like, Charles is going to heal, and I was just telling all my friends and business associates about it. And I found out later my friends literally thought I was nuts, like – I was one of the most level-headed guys they knew, but then they, they said, I thought I was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, Charles is going to heal a cancer. Yeah, right. And because that was my belief system going into that place. Yeah. But after I got educated, because it wasn't just like the detox and stuff. It was a school. It's 40 hours of education and classes. They were like, it's a re-education camp. And I remember one of the one of the guys in there was an older guy. He's like talking to the doctor, and he's like, oh, hey, doc, this is great. We're here at your, at your institute, and it all works. But he goes, how do we go home and live this crazy lifestyle in the real world? Mm-hmm. And he was being kind of sarcastic about it. And the doctor looked at me and said, well, you got your question all wrong. He said the real question to, the question to ask is, how do I go home and live in a crazy world in a real way? It's pretty profound. Yeah. How do I go home and live in a crazy world in a real way? We live in a world where you know people don't want to change their diet. Or, I mean, and but it's it's better just to get a bypass surgery where you actually go in, pay 50 grand. They slice an artery out of the side of your leg and attach it to your heart because your heart ain't working anymore because what you're shoveling down your throat. And the doctors aren't going to say, stop shoveling that crap down your throat. They're going to say, let's just get you into surgery. Yeah. And if you and if you talk to any of these doctors, they'll do the surgery. And within a year or two, those people are back getting stints, more surgeries, double bypass, quadruple bypass, and then you die. And you have a shitty quality of life the whole time. And you're living in fear. So it's like the system's freaking toast on that side of things. Right. Mm-hmm. So we come back, we're doing all this stuff. And then my friend John comes over and he's like, then he sees me and he's like, come to my house. He's like, dude, what the hell? I, Cause I lost 42 pounds in 60 days. Just <laughs> poof. It was just gone. But I'm telling you, but I went all in. So I went full immersion and then I came home and I continued full immersion. Cause I made a commitment to Charles. I'm like, dude, I'm going to do this with you and you're going to heal that freaking cancer you're going to do it. And I, I knew it. I just felt it. And so, um, you know, people can start off obviously a little bit slower. I went, I went full tilt. I do everything like full tilt when I find something that works because I wanted the results and I felt so good. And so I was running around crazy telling everybody. And John's like, I thought you were nuts, but I want you to grow those sprouts for me. And I ended up reluctantly doing it. The next day he brings another real estate agent over Eric he goes, tell Eric your story. And I told Eric my story. And Eric's like, well, you grow sprouts for me. I'm like, okay. Before too long, these two start sending, because they're <laughs> referral machines. They're sending everybody they know to me because everybody they know is sick. And people just start flooding to my house. All the, dude, people just randomly started coming to my house all the time, knocking, hey, I heard about your story. And so I was literally going on a date night with my wife. And this lady comes up. She's got cancer. And I'm like, sorry, honey, we got to cancel. I got to help this lady. I don't even know what I'm doing, dude. I'm just living my life. I'm brand new, wet behind the ears in this whole lifestyle and everything. And so we finally, I told her, I was like, after that, I'm like, maybe we should just have a one night a week where I just have a class. And that way we can have a structure to our life. 
So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm doing the financial thing until 11 o'clock at night. And Wednesdays, I started teaching classes, right? And eventually, I gave up financial advising. I'll tell that story in a moment. Um, and started teaching on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at my home, these detox, nutrition, uh, juicing, living food, dinner classes. I became a chef. I started, I mean, my, my, everything just started changing. I couldn't wait to get off of work and go teach these classes and share with people and have these people come over and connect with them. And, uh, dude, I saw a lot of stuff. I saw people coming over to my house with, like, tumors on the side of their face. I was getting a lot of cancer patients because of Charles's story. Charles was healing very rapidly from his cancer. His white blood cell count was dropping down lower and lower back into normal ranges. And I kept doing this, and then my whole garage got turned into a sprout growing operation, and I was delivering sprouts to like 40 to 60 cancer patients a week, again, because of Charles's story. Um, and what happened to Charles? Well, within uh, two and a half years, he healed himself. It was His white blood cells were back in a normal range. Uh, his son, he got to see his son graduate high school. He got to see his son, uh, went to father-son weekend in college. His son became a realtor and sold Charles's house. And Charles went from cancer and bankruptcy in his business to and a kind of tumultuous relationship to got a new lady. Um, he's a successful businessman again and and no cancer. And he's thriving. It's been over 12 years. And even before he was completely technically healed, we ran the, the 2012 uh, Portland Marathon. And we completed and finished that race together. Um, and it was kind of an epic moment, a lot of tears. And I was freaking tired. <laughs> That's a long way to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, um, and he's thriving today and I have my friend and I watched him heal himself and I healed myself, man. And the rectal bleeding, all, all my issues were like literally gone in 60 days, except for that big patch of stuff on my knee. It took about eight months and I've learned quite a bit since then. And I've just been on a mission to tell other people about it, but I was still living in fear because I was still a financial advisor. And then, then my little brother got killed in a mountain biking accident, broke his neck and died. And, uh, that's when I was sitting there, you know, I was very frustrated. I wasn't running around punching holes in the wall, but I would slam my bed with my hands like the Hulk. And just, I was so pissed that I lost my brother because we had plans together. And, um, and then one day I screamed out, Troy, what do you want me to do? And I heard him say, do what you love and do it now. And I picked up my cell phone. I called my financial advisor mentor and I said, Jeff, I'm getting out. I'm out. And he's like, what are you talking about? I, go, I said, I'm getting out of financial services. He's like, what do you mean? Like, like he's got a lot of time invested in me and I'm like taking over this big business. And I said, look, my brother's dead. He went out doing what he loved. And I said, I love helping people with their health and I have to do this. I'm not going to die not doing this. And he's like, well, how are you going to make a living? I don't know. I have no idea. No idea what I'm doing, but I'm out. I burned my bridges. I took all my clients. I started, it took me a few months to do all these meetings and I couldn't just drop my clients. Yeah. You know, I had relationships when they were counting on me. They trusted me. So I had to do individual appointments with Jeff to hand them off during his schedule. It took about three, four months. I was completely out of that and I went full tilt. I just started coaching people for free for two and a half years. And then I eventually started Chemical Free Body. We added the, besides the coaching, then I added uh, some supplements that were uh, unreal actually because I, I got pissed as a, uh, a coach trying to find supplements. And then all of a sudden there'd be like xanthan gum in it. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell is xanthan gum? I look it up. It's like mutated corn syrup fermented in bacteria used as an emulsifier. To, so when you shake your shake, it doesn't settle because people are too lazy to shake your shake twice. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. But it actually what it does do is it eats your intestinal lining. I'm like, I'm trying to build up and strengthen my intestinal lining. I don't want to eat it away or erode it with some supplement I'm taking where I might get a benefit over here. But I'm eroding my intestinal lining out right of your mind. So anyway, that's one of the reasons I started my own brand. And 
so I could trust it. And and here I am today. And we've, you know, I've coached over 600 people through this process. Um, we've helped thousands globally. We ship all over the place and, um, and we give a lot of information away for free. My show that the health hero show podcast is a lot of free information. Uh, we've had a lot of people transform just from that. Um, the products are part of our toolkit, but we've got a lot of other stuff besides the products that we share with people. And now, you know, originally it was like, Hey, let's get healthy. But now it's like much bigger than that. Now it's like, yeah, let's get healthy. And then have everybody just kick ass in their life. I literally, everybody needs to be doing what I did, which is if there's something that really, you're really passionate about, God, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. I mean, cause life is really precious here. And let me tell you, like, I, I think about my brother Troy all the time and it's like, you know, if it wasn't for his death, I'm making something out of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, and I'm, I've, I've made peace with that now, but back then it was like, it was, he, he was the catapult. I don't know if, if he wouldn't have died. I don't know if I would have been, had enough courage to do it. But mm -hmm. that was the impetus for my change. And and I just hope that people will just change now. Don't wait until some traumatic thing happens to you or somebody else to change. If there's something that you really love and enjoy and you can't stop thinking about it, you're researching all the time and all your friends are like, dude, enough, then you probably need to be doing it. And yeah. our, our world needs you to do it. Everybody should be doing what they love. And imagine how beautiful this world would be. And I know 74% of people going to work today are just doing it for a paycheck. They're not doing it because it's their passion. And so I think that's the big message is, you know, follow your joy and your excitement and, um, and get healthy. And then that's um, uh, everything else in your life will get better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I, that, that is, that is profound. What you just said about just, I mean, you can change your life just by like, I, I mean, yeah, th that's interesting. I, I'm looking at your T-shirt right now and I'm just thinking about the the ingredients because like just to move on to the to the next topic is, sure. um, I mean, we have like all these spices in our in 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 our um, in our cabinets or all the or when you buy something at the store, how processed it is. But you never know like what's actually in your food. You have a shirt that says ingredients matter. So can you can you explain which ones are the bad ones? Because you're, you're talking about xanthan gum and I had no idea that's what xanthan gum was because I remember using xanthan gum at culinary school for an emulsifier, a more expensive emulsifier. Yeah. What what ingredients should we <laughs> be looking for? Like, oh, stay away from that. Dude, that's a long ass list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it keeps expanding. And there's stuff that you don't even have on the list that you don't want. Let me put it into context. Children's cereals, as an example, just to break down how insidious what's happening today. OK. And um, well, first off, I'm going to break this down in detail. OK, so let's say you take a children's cereal and it's like uh, based in wheat. There is a popular cereal based on that. I'll leave it nameless. But let's say you take a wheat product. The wheat today. Wheat, wheat used to be growing four to six feet, four to five, six feet tall. Mm -hmm. It was 36% protein content. Now it's around six to 9%. And now the wheat grows about 18 inches tall. It's been genetically modified. So they've actually changed the genetic, they've genetically modified or engineered that plant for many reasons. They wanted to have bigger seeds. So for production, right. And they wanted to have shorter stocks so it doesn't blow over and it's easier to harvest. It's been engineered for corporations to get you an end product. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when they do that, that genetic modification actually disrupts that plant's internal internal um, 
uh, mechanisms. Okay. So instead of that uh, plant making glutathione, which is really good for us, it's unbelievable. We need it. It starts making formaldehyde. So when you're eating genetically modified wheat as an example, you're actually embalming yourself like early on before you die. You're just already embalming yourself. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Same thing's coming off of your carpets. Carpets, carpets or synthetic carpets are off gassing formaldehyde. You're breathing out your children are breathing that in. There's ways around all this stuff. We can share it with you. But so when you're looking at wheat like that, now you have this weird wheat. Okay. Let's say you have better wheat and it's not GMO and it's not sprayed with pesticides and fungicides and herbicides. It's not grown in nutrient deficient soils, but they are. Okay. They are there. So that there's no nutrients in the soil. It's not going to be in this GMO plant and it's sprayed with glyphosate and, and chemical fertilizers. All right. Now they harvest it. Those seeds have uh, potential. They can grow into an, uh, one seed can grow into another wheatgrass or wheatgrass stock and, and, and wheat and grow more seeds. So the power of all that is locked into that seed. It's in its dormant state. Naturally, plants have insecticides or protectants. It's a natural inherent poison that protects them from the last bug eating them so they can evolve and keep moving on in life. So if that seed is not soaked in water prior to eating, you're you're eating these little bits of poisons naturally they come too and think about it in nature if you had a handful of hard wheat and you put it in your mouth and try to chew it and eat it what would happen it's not going to be probably, nice <laughs> you probably crack your you might crack yeah. a tooth mm -hmm. and if you swallowed it i guarantee freaking you it's going to come out the same way it went in it's going to be a seed okay mm -hmm. okay so that's the state that it's processed in that becomes children's cereal and flour and your noodles and all this other stuff and bread. So it's in a dormant state. It's not active and it's, it's hard to digest. So what they do is they grind it into a powder and then they add sugar, salt, and yeast and then cook it at high temperatures. And then they sell it to you as breads and cereals and, and donuts and all this other stuff. Right? So think about that. Okay. So that's just that part. So you have this completely modified, deficient um unlocked deal now since there's no nutrients in it on the cereal box it says enriched everybody knows what i'm talking about it says enriched that sounds good they enriched it well that what did they enrich it in they enriched it in synthetic vitamins these are chemicals so they spray so instead of saying enriched with vitamin a and vitamin d it should say sprayed with toxic chemicals that's the mm -hmm. real definition of exactly what they said. Enriched. Yes. Sprayed with toxic chemicals. That's the that's the um, fifth grade version of what actually is happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and this is what we're giving to our children. And then they add sweeteners to it. Super sweeteners like corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup. Made from corn. Again, genetically modified corn sprayed with more glyphosate, pesticides, fungicides. Highly processed. If we were to pick those ears of corn, Sean, and had some listeners join us for a little corn feed, mm -hmm. we would cook it and we'd try to eat it. You can't even eat it. It's so dense. Yeah. You can't yeah. eat it. It gets sent off and processed. More chemicals, more chemicals. These are these highly addictive processed sugars that hit on receptors in your brain and freaking it's like crack. Okay. That's put into the cereals. And if you don't think that's bad enough, then they also put opiate derivatives into it. These are not even on the label. They're not even oh, on the label. Jesus. These are they have they have chemists. They pay probably two, three, four hundred thousand a year on staff that are literally creating these opiate derivatives. And the way the labeling laws are, they don't have to tell you. And they further addict the children to these um, to these cereals. 
Oh my god. So that's just one example. And it's in all the stuff. And I, you can go to a really, really good health food store in around America where you have somebody that really cares and they've got a juice bar and these people are good people and they're doing good in the community. Eighty-five percent of in, of the foods that are in the good health food stores are not fit for human consumption. God damn. That, that's that, where we're at today. That uh yeah, that this just remind it, it's I remember when I was in college, I, I wrote a thing about I think it was called the Green Revolution, where they were trying to stop um, uh, basically drought. Well, not really stop drought, but they're trying to grow food in these places that couldn't grow any food. So they injected the the soil and just completely I don't remember what country it was, but they completely like they were able to grow food. But in a short term amount of time. They completely fucked over this soil. Now the soil, you can't grow anything on it. And that's just through pesticides and, and yeah. GMOs. And it, it, it was a short-term solution. And that kind of reminds me what's going on right now. And, and, and just like what it was like 10 years ago, all this stuff with Monsanto. Like I, I want to do an episode, a full breakdown of Monsanto. Probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe later on this month. But I, I think that's... <laughs> That that is a rabbit hole, and I think it's very important for people to know about this type of stuff. Is what's happening to our food right now, and the same people that are that are in charge of regulating your food are the same people that make your drugs, the FDA. So, like, th I think that's part of what's happening with our food is like you're, you're getting poisoned, so you can start taking their 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 drug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, we t I, I can point out all this stuff. So I went down these rabbit holes and I freaked out and all this stuff. But the re the reality is, is this, the solutions are very, very simple. Mm -hmm. okay? They're very simple. Number one, you start putting your health as a priority. That's it in your life. Okay, mm -hmm. putting yourself as a priority. Number two, you start purchasing food from farms that don't till or spray, that aren't tilling and killing the soil mm -hmm. microbiome, that are the same... Like, look, let's look at your, your body. Your body's mostly made of water. Where do you find that? You find it in rivers and creeks and streams. So earth is in you. You're 72% water by volume. What about these bacteria in your gut? The same bacteria in your gut are the same ones that are in the soil, like literally the same. And we have 60 trillion gut micro, or bi microbiome in the body, 60 trillion in the mouth or a microbiome, the gut microbiome, they're all over the place. We only have 6 trillion human cells, 60 mm -hmm. trillion bacterial cells, 360 trillion virus cells, the microvirome. So we're way more bacteria and virus than we are human cells. Mm -hmm. So let that sink in a little bit. But the same bacteria in the soil, a lot of them are the same ones in your gut. And what's your bones made out of? Minerals. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You know, you come from the soil, right? Soil, water, sunshine, life on earth, and we return. So the reality is, is that the human body 100% is nature. Mm -hmm. You are nature. No different than a tree, except you can move around a little bit. But when you die, if they didn't wrap you up in a coffin for a while, you'd go right back into the soil like every other creature, and you'd be part of the cycle of life, and it would just be a regeneration process. Regenerate, regenerate, right? Cycle of life. And so this is where people can understand is that we still, we could, our votes actually do count. We vote with our dollars on what we purchase. If you're buying cereals that are laden with all this stuff that I just talked about, you're promoting those industries to keep perpetuating themselves and killing you and the planet and the soil. Mm -hmm. Stop freaking buying them. And how do you do that? First thing, like me, 
I had no awareness. I got awareness. I got educated. I started loving myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to buy that shit anymore. I'm not going to put that into me. And I don't want to eat it and then piss it and crap it out into the toilet and going back out into the soil and get into Sean's family and the listener's family. Mm-hmm. So I stopped doing that. I want nature. I want 100% nature going into me. So you start purchasing food from farms that don't till and kill and don't spray pesticides. They use regenerative farming where they never till. And they, these, the, the, oh my God, the amount, just basic, if a farm switches over year one and they do it right, we can help them increase their yields 10 to 20%. So they make more money. They reduce their toxic chemicals spraying by 100%. And they reduce their water usage by 50% year one. And if you're using water, it takes money and diesel and whatever to pump that. So you actually reduce costs there. And if you're not tilling all the time, reduce diesel costs. How much is diesel today? It's like 450, you know? Yeah. It's, like it's, a, it's at least a dollar more. At least labor, labor to till. I think all mm. your your inputs go way down and your profits go way up. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of these farmers are up 500 percent profit. Yeah. From where they were once they do this other type of soil. And you can see farms side by side where the regenerative farms got this thick, rich, dark soil growing the same crops over here. And their soils thin and dry and blowing away. And and and, and, and you're going to get a lot more money for a, I guarantee you. What would you pay more for, a vine-ripened tomato at a grocery store or your vine-ripened tomato out of your aunt's garden? Out of my aunt's garden. You can eat them. They Uh, they taste like not even close. It's a completely different thing because it's it's fresh. It's full of nutrients. It's grown the way it was supposed to. And when you have soil that's got this huge underground system going it's gonna and and ground cover and stuff, you don't have to really do a lot of work. Nature does all the work for you, and it holds a lot more water. Mm-hmm. And that's going to end up cooling the earth. And they, they show like, we're going to be showing this too, but every year temperatures globally go up when the farmers go out and till all the fields all over the place. So you till a field and obviously you got dirt and the heat goes up. Oh, wow. Right? So, you know, it's like that's desertification uh, what's happening. So anyway, dude, so this is what we can do. We, we, we purchase food from farms that don't till or spray chemicals. You go to, you know, you go to your local farmer's markets, you start talking to them, you build relationships. You start growing your own food. You start mm-hmm. doing things like turn your lawn into a food forest. Yeah. In, fi- in five years, a little teeny yard can produce tons of food, more than enough food for you and your family and probably a bunch of neighbors. And you have free food all the time, 24-7 yeah. growing. You don't have to make – it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger like a forest. Mm-hmm. I can, every year I can go pick huckleberries. If huck- huckleberries are right now, we're going to go picking this weekend. Yeah. Did I have to go out in there and pull weeds? Did I have to till anything? Did I have to spray anything? Did I have to hire anybody to do it? Nope. I just drive out there and pick them and eat them. That's yeah. it. Pine, you know, pine, uh, uh, pine needles, uh, spruce tips. You can make tea out of elderberries. You can eat them. You can make elderberry jam, elderberry tea. You know, cattails that grow. Cattails. Mm-hmm. You can make cattail flour. You can eat the stalks. I mean, there's food freaking everywhere, but people just don't know about it. It and that food, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's and yeah, and that's all great in it. The thing I have noticed, though, because I, I I live in a suburb of Austin and yep. I'm seeing like all the what, what they're doing on, on a certain part of 35 where all the farms are at. And they're they're just they're, I mean, they're they're just rebuilding over there. And and my wife was like, what she asked. She was talking to this guy. You're like, what, what's going to happen to all the farmers? What are they going to do? You guys are just building over here. They're like, oh, no, it's fine. We're, we're going to keep some of them are be able they're going to be able to stay. 
all the subsidized farmers are going to be able to stay and be like, oh, well, that's not good because in order for them to get subsidized, they have to use the pesticides. So like we're 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 having an issue right now with farmers that that want to do like the old school style, no pesticides, any of that like that's becoming rare. So you have to find out like what you're saying, like the ones that are aren't aren't doing all the all the pesticides, the tilling. Yeah, like that it, type yeah, of tilling. It take, it, yeah, it takes a little bit of effort up front. But once you have it established, you've got your pathway, you know where to get your mm-hmm. food. And again, we drive it. So mm-hmm. the more people demand this and stop. I mean, you should demand it. I mean, it should mm-hmm. be like like what I just talked about is not some bullshit deal. It's like everybody listening to this podcast, everybody around the world should be like up in arms picketing. Mm-hmm. picketing yeah. and say that's it we're done with this government subsidy those government subsidies are our own tax dollars handicapping these farmers <laughs> and let me tell you what these farmers are getting killed okay mm-hmm. it's the kill zone because i've got a farmer over here and he's a great guy he's a family man when i moved away from town my mom and dad are elderly that's why i moved back to help take care of them he would come over in the winter and plow out their driveway so they could get to town if they needed to some of the most hardworking, decent people in the world are rural people that are farmers and take care of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I grew up over here. I know these people. They will do stuff for you. They, we are a community. We take care of each other. We look out for each other. And people know this. Like So it's like we're like an ant colony. We take care of each other. We're like bees. We take care of each other. Mm-hmm. This is a good man. He's a decent human being. He does good in the world. He takes care of his family. But he grows genetically modified wheat, and he sprays glyphosate. And guess what? He has cancer. Mm-hmm. And I said, you spray glyphosate? He's like, oh, yeah, that's probably why I got cancer. So he went to the he went to the doctor and he's like, oh, yeah, we got to get you on chemo. And he's like, nope, I ain't doing it. And and and, you know, most people are just like, OK, I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I know a gal that um, she's maintained her life by she drinks hydrogen peroxide and uh, eats garlic. <laughs> so that's what he decided to do. And he stayed alive. Wow. He stayed alive doing it. I mean, it's actually Drinking the hydrogen peroxide thing for me would be like, okay, I would see it in an extreme situation, but the hydrogen peroxide is also going to kill your gut microbiome, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there would be a different path. We have a silver product we would we would take to do the same thing, but not kill the gut microbiome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but he's eating lots of garlic. He's got a big garlic patch, and he just eats raw garlic all the time. Oh wow! So I mean, he's still alive. But the point is, it's like this guy works his ass off, and he's spraying this stuff, killing himself. And literally part of the chain of killing everybody else slowly, mm-hmm. right? Killing the soil, killing himself, killing the kids. It's like, it's like, it's the cereal. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's stupid. It makes no sense. So we have to get educated. And like I said, everybody should be picketing. And I tell people like, don't believe me. Look at the blood tests. I mean, besides looking at well, around at the child, you know, where yeah. children are now dying younger than us, but look at the umbilical cord studies. When you guys are done listening to this podcast, type these three words in umbilical cord chemical mm-hmm. umbilical cord chemical and that's why i wear an ingredients matter shirt because every single child sean that they test the umbilical cord blood for like 400 chemicals that are toxic they're mm-hmm. finding 71 percent of what they're looking for 250 of them and 180 cause cancer in humans god damn it, it's i was so i saw this video a while ago there it was it was showing i think it was either in the 70s or 80s they they were showing this high school and they're like, look at the kids here. Everyone is fit. There's like no fat people. It was just like right. a it was, it was like a super cut of this high school or, or, or 
every all the all the high school kids they look like they, they look like they're in great shape and yeah there's like there's like one fat kid in there it, it was kind of right always, yeah it, yeah and then you then they have a video now everyone is fat everybody in this high school like these are 15 year old 16 year old kids yeah everyone's fat. Yeah. It's like what happened and and yeah. then you, you you see like since basically like when Anthony Fauci took over in the in the late 80s, like it, it like the the health of of children, teenagers up like everybody has dramatically decreased like people. Yeah. And, that, and now and now, like I, I, I don't know if you said this on the episode or, or before we went on is well, life expectancy has went down um it like and and like at the more we pay for what, what was that chart we talked about last time it was there was this chart where the more we pay for health insurance the and then and then also showed um throughout the years the life yeah so expectancy. what 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 it, what it is is we're looking at all industrialized nations mm-hmm. and i think the average is about six thousand per year is what the average industrializations pay so that's what mm-hmm. the people as a worker would pay per year for health care in that country United States was double. We were like over 12,000. So we literally paid double the amount to die younger. (laughs) Yeah. That's where it's at. We, we pay double to die younger. That's fine. Yeah, it is. And it's like, this is like, it's, you know, that's why I'm out there. I try to do it in a nice way, but it's like, I'm out there. It's like, wake the fuck up. Like adults wake up. And I, and I understand because these foods were addicted to them. Like, I, I just talked about children's cereal today. And I know some adults are addicted to that part too. Mm-hmm. There's opiate derivatives in the cereal. What do you think's in the rest of all the shit? Okay. Yeah. You know, after a while of researching stuff, I can only go down rabbit holes after a while. I'm like, okay, pretty much anything, everything processed is screwed. Yeah. Like I don't need to spend any time on it anymore. It's like, okay, I know that shit's fucked. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to buy fresh. I'm going to stop buying from, from farms that are tilling and killing. I'm going to buy from farms that don't spray. And I'm going to start growing my own stuff. I'm going to grow sprouts. I'm going to start saving seeds. We have to grow our own food. And with what's happening now, genetic engineering is next. Mm-hmm. And the Canadian and the and the governments are not recognizing genetic, excuse me, genetic editing as genetically modified. The Canadian yep. government just said that it's not. So your governments are now saying that gen, gene editing is now not genetically modification. Yet you <laughs> they're doing it so they can patent patent these gene edited foods. How can you patent something? That hasn't been freaking modified from nature. Yeah. It makes no sense. They just say the shit. They're doing it right in front of your faces. We hold all the cards and people got to wake up. And I understand that you're a food addict. Okay. The people listening, because I was one and I'm still a freaking, I'm a recovering food addict. Yeah. So imagine this, you go up to a cocaine addict and you're like, Hey, you know, you're kind of ruining your life. Um, the cocaine's destroying your health. You've ruined your relationship. You've lost your wife. You've lost your husband. You should probably quit. And have a good life. How many cocaine addicts are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And they go do it. <laughs> Zero. It, it, it's, it, it's probably pretty low. Yeah. Okay. Just to give an example for the listeners. If you look at the molecular structure of a cocaine molecule, it is almost identical to a processed sugar molecule. Whoa. It's almost identical. Like the, the, it's, it's the same. Now, the only difference is, is that sugar is three times more addictive. And instead of somebody pushing it on the streets, since you were a little kid, two of the people that you love the most, and maybe three, your your mom, your grandma, and your aunts were, were spending time with you and loving on you and baking this shit. 
Yeah. Right. And they now they now they're baking genetically modified wheat flour. I mean, I, bl- I remember when we I'd make uh, pumpkin pies. My mom would make extra dough, and we would cut them and we'd roll them out and cut them into strips and put sugar and cinnamon on them and cook them. And dude, that was like crack for me. Mm-hmm. I freaking I love those things. Now I know I understand why. Besides, it was so good. It was like the the wheat and the it turned to sugar, and then the sugar and the cin- cinnamon's awesome. Cinnamon's actually a really good thing for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's antiviral. There's a lot of good things about cinnamon and it's cinnamon essential oils. So anyway, it's like our moms and grandmas have been basically they're they've been our lovely pushers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. but that's the reality. I never thought of it, it that way. That's interesting. But yeah. but that's the reality of it. And I still have I good memories know. just just thinking of it about my mom and me making those cinnamon things. But she didn't realize. And you know, she bought Cheerios for me because it said low sugar on it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she'd go to the bathroom and dart out of the kitchen, I'd freaking above the coffee pot, reach in there and grab all the sugar, and I'd fucking put a boatload of sugar on my Cheerios and then mm-hmm. shake it and get it to the bottom so she couldn't see it. She'd come back in. I'm sitting there eating nine. And mm-hmm. I, I was a crack addict. I yeah. was a sugar addict. I was a cocaine addict. I was sugar addict. As a Same child. thing. Yeah. As a child, right? You see how insidious this is? So it's happening everywhere. Sugar's all over the place on restaurants. It's everywhere. And it's like, it's mind-blowing. Then they say, oh, sugar alternative. Sugar's bad. So they start promoting sugar's bad, but people are still eating it like crazy and buying it and baking with it. But mm-hmm. then they sell you sweet and low, the saccharin, the, the you know, these types of things that literally give you cancer. Like oh, they're yeah. chemicals. And it's like that's the alternative to your to cocaine. We're gonna give you a uh, heroin. Yeah, something something that'll probably kill you faster. Like sweet and low, it's like it's it's really bad for you. Yeah, like we we <sighs> nutri nutri sweet sweet and low. All this stuff is like it's just like, my, dude, just like I don't know. Stevia so the point the, stevia isn't bad for you, is it? I don't know it, a lot about. It stevia. depends. It depends. So most here's the deal. Stevia is a leaf of a plant. Mm-hmm. And it's so a it's green, cocaine. <laughs> it's a it's a green leaf, and it's yeah. actually a good it's a good thing. Actually, over in Africa, stevia is used as a natural um, uh, way to uh, childbirth, prevent childbirth. Mm-hmm. And then people just eat a lot of it, and kind of retards uh, the uh, the egg uh, process with the sperm. Mm-hmm. But you get off of it in two or three months, it clears out, and you, you're fully virile again. So, but anyway, it's kind of interesting. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but stevia is a green leaf of a plant. And if it's in its powdered form, it should be green because it was green, right? Yeah. But most stevia you'll see is white. If the stevia is white powder, that means it was processed with chemicals and it's not in its natural state anymore. Just oh, like no. sugar and flour and this kind of stuff, right? So you're putting chemicals in your body. So if you're going to do it, you'd want it to be a green leaf of a plant. You want to make sure they took the green leaves and picked them and dried them under 110, 115 degrees to keep the enzymes active and gently grind it into a fine powder. And this can be used in baking and this kind of stuff. Now, if it's done right, you're still going to find out that a lot of people don't like this stevia aftertaste. Some it doesn't bother at all, but a certain percentage it does. Now, oh, I hate it. I hate it. It's, uh, yeah, it well, <laughs> check this out, dude. You might like this one. So there's a brand called Stevita brand, mm-hmm. and they have one product that I like, the liquid one. It's not processed with chemicals. It's approved at the Hippocrates Wellness Center. One drop is equivalent to a teaspoon of sugar. And, you know, normally about 25% of people don't like the aftertaste of stevia. I don't even notice an aftertaste unless I put too much. Mm-hmm. And with this liquid drops, you just find out what works for you. Like in a matcha latte I had this morning, and I'm a sweet tooth dude. I'm Like I said, I was a food addict. Mm-hmm. Like my ex-wife, she'd probably put like five drops of stevia in there. It would be like five equivalents of teaspoons. 
I put 30 drops in my matcha latte. Dude. Oh, Jesus. So I, I like sweet <laughs> shit, right? But there's no sugar in it. And stevia, when done right, actually helps to regulate blood sugar. So it's good for people that are diabetic. It's wonderful. There's mm. all the things like monk fruit that can help sweeten things. And um, cinnamon, it's actually a nice sweetener. So there's others, there's alternatives that people can do. And if you are going to use a sugar, then I would say use um, uh, probably the two best natural sugars would be uh, a, a completely organic um, uh, dates or date sugar mm -hmm. or mola molasses. Yeah, those molasses. are the two sugars that would be good. And but you know, but but that's it about about sugar and stuff. So the, the thing of it is, is like, man, there's all this crazy shit going on. But the solution is us. The solution is us just saying no more mm -hmm. um, and understanding that you're a freaking food addict. And if you if you're if you're overweight like I am or you have some health issues, or you got fibromyalgia or you got cancer or you have eczema or psoriasis or you've got colitis or Crohn's or diverticulitis or diverticulosis or multiple sclerosis or you got whatever. OK, you got headaches. The your bot all these symptoms is your intelligent body telling you, hey, you need to change your environment. You mm -hmm. need to change the way you think. You need to change the what you eat, the water you drink, the food you eat, the clothes you wear. You got to start looking at your environment. What is your body coming into contact with? Because what you're doing is not working. This is like a big check body light flashing. It's like you're driving a car. You got this $50,000 car because cars are ridiculously expensive today. And the check engine light goes off. What do you do? Ah, hell with it. I'm just going to keep driving. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know that if you don't take it to the shop, you could break down. It could leave you stranded. Right. You have a heart make, attack. Make it worse. Right? Oh, or it's going to get worse. And your repair bill is going to be really expensive. And a lot of people ignore these check engine lights. What well, are these check body lights? So what is a check body light? I just you're overweight. You're tired. You have mental fog. You're bloated. You're pooping blood like mm -hmm. I did. Your elbows are cracking and bleeding. You've mm -hmm. got all your tests coming in and the doctors are telling you everything's fine, but you feel like crap. OK, yeah. this is your body telling you something's wrong. And so what we usually get, we get the people that are most of our clients are, I've tried everything. Those are the people we get for some reason. Mm. And I'm like, well, if you've tried everything, you would be healthy because obviously you haven't, right? So we we focus, we make things simple. We focus on uh, their, relaxing their nervous system and reducing stress, getting the toxins out of their gut and their blood and their fat and their muscle tissue on a cellular level, and then flooding the body with living nutrition. And when people mm. do these three things, we see people come back to life like crazy, like our average client in six months that they're doing our full program will will look five years younger, like literally, literally, and 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 you're gonna like uh, feel ten years younger energetically. Yeah, in six months, mm -hmm. and it's like it's not magic, okay? It's not magic. You're stressed out, you're polluted, and you're deficient. Even though you might have uh, be overweight or have nice muscles, you're still deficient in nutrients. Mm -hmm. Because they're not in the freaking soil anymore, and they're not in the food chain. This is where supplementation comes in. So we help people detox. We send out our little – they're kind of like clinics in a box, and we send them out to people, and they start detoxing at home. They start nourishing themselves at home, and we lead them to you know, meditation, prayer, silent practice, getting outside of nature, earthing and grounding, hanging out with people that love and support you, all these things that are going to calm down the nervous system so that the body can actually heal itself. Because if you're in fight or flight – which most people are, mm -hmm. you can't freaking heal. Like if you have a tumultuous relationship with somebody and you're trying to heal a breast cancer, you're not going to heal. Yeah. It's not going to, it's, it's not going to happen. You can't do it. And here's why. Let's say you got a bunny rabbit. Okay. 
and the bunny rabbit's chilled out. He's in a clover patch, and he's munching away. All the blood is in his organ systems. It's down there digesting food, processing food, and it takes a tremendous amount of energy. 60 to 80% of our energy is processing food. So the bunny rabbit's all chilled out. He's in what's called parasympathetic mode, or a.k.a. rest and digest mode. He's resting and digesting. And then the fox comes sprinting out of the bushes, and he's kind of trying to eat the rabbit. The rabbit goes into, into sympathetic nervous system mode, a.k.a. fight or flight. His body gets flooded with endorphins. His body gets flooded with adrenaline, this, these chemicals. The blood leaves the organ systems. It goes out to his feet so he can sprint and get the hell out of there and save his ass. And he takes off, and he makes it to the briar patch and goes into the bushes and the brambles before the fox can get him. The fox looks around and goes off. He missed his chance, and the bunny's in there, heart's beating, freaking out. His eyes are bugged out. He's like, shit, I almost got eight. But then guess what? He kind of forgets about it. His heart rate comes back down, and he's chill. But what did he do? Those chemicals that got released in that fight-or-flight response got burned up. They got used. That fuel was used up in its proper fashion. That's a very important point of why people are sick today. And this is taking 9 to 17 years off of your life. And the quality of your life that you do have is shit because of it. So now he goes back out looking around. No fox. He gets back and red. The blood rushes back into his organ systems. He's munching the clover again. He's back into that uh, um, that rest and digest mode. Okay, parasympathetic. Okay, that's how it should go. Now let's look at the standard American's life. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning. What's the first thing that happens? <laughs> I mean, it's the, your alarm clock is stressing you out. And then your, your husband or your wife calls you a piece of shit in the morning, right? Because you have a bad relationship or they're yelling at you from the night before because you didn't resolve the issue. The kids, you got to get the kids up. You got to do this. Got to get to work. You got to go through traffic. Uh, you get to work. Your problems with the boss or you run a company and shit happens. Supply chain delays. I mean, I, I, the list goes on. You come home and you drink a beer and you watch football and you ignore everything. Or you come home and you have wine and smoke some weed. And you talk to your, your girlfriends about how bad everything is. Not working on solutions, right? Tremendous amount of stress. Now, with that being said, what is happening all day to your nervous system? Well, your nervous system is the exact same thing as a fox chasing you. So your nervous system is producing all these chemicals that if not burned through from physical activity, running, fighting, or flighting, like the rabbit did, they become toxic in the body. Oh, wow. They're just toxic, and they're killing you. And you don't think you're stressed, but you are. You're, it's like a saber-toothed tiger is attacking. It's like your little bunny and the fox is coming after you. Day in and day out, you're burning out your adrenal glands. You're spiking your cortisol levels all the time, and you are slowly poisoning yourself with your stress. This is why the first thing that I help clients do and our coaching clients is we get them a new lifestyle to mitigate stress. And I am a big proponent of hot baths and, and foot soaks if you don't have a bathtub. Because mm -hmm. it's something that you can demonstrate to the universe that you love yourself and you can get some time. It's like, look, honey, I need an hour. I need an hour and a half. I need 30 minutes. I need something. I need you to watch the kids. I need to go have me time. Turn off the thing. Technology fast. Don't look at any of that stuff. Run a hot bath. We teach all different types of hot baths that can help detox, neutrify, all these things. So it's about relaxation. Everything we can do to relax the nervous system to get you to a space so then you can detox and neutrify the body. This is how important stress is and, mm -hmm. and having a, have a lifestyle. So you actually, you're learning a new lifestyle. That's what it is. You create a lifestyle. My lifestyle today is way different than it used to be, but I've been building and working on it for 12 years. And so when people come to us, I can just say, boom, here you go. So 
Yeah. We can download, we can download it very quickly. We do this, we do that, we do that. And you can try this, you can try that. And whatever works, you keep. If it doesn't work, pitch it. Maybe it'll work later. And you just keep adding things into your life. You create a new lifestyle. And then all of a sudden those check body lights stop flashing and you start feeling better. Just like it's already begun for you, Sean. Like you're mm -hmm. like, oh, my mental clarity's coming back. Well, yeah, this is just the beginning, dude. You have no idea. You and everybody else listening, and even myself, we have no idea how good we can feel. I've been mm -hmm. on this path for 12 years. And every time I'm like, I, I feel amazing. I just learned that. I don't think I feel better. I find something else. I keep improving. And I've been, this has been my, my, I basically get paid to get as healthy as I possibly can. I'm yeah. literally following my passion. This is not work for me. I cannot wait to get this information out through the airwaves to as many people as possible and hopefully inspire people to get off their ass and start loving themselves. And we'll give you some steps to do it. Yeah. I, I really think that people are, are going to eventually wake up to it. I know when, when I'm, when, when I'm doing like some catering events, uh, people that don't really even, they know I do a conspiracy theory podcast, but like, and they're not conspiracy theorists, but they'll come up to me. They're like, dude, you see all the stuff with the, lab grown meat i was like yeah he's like yeah they're like you know it gives you cancer i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, like the definition of lab grown meat is cancer where like yeah. why why do they grow that fast because all the white blood cells that's that's i mean that you're you're so literally weird, you're literally eating cancer so like they're waking up to it i think this is the next revolution is it's going to be moving away from from our phones. I think people there's going to be a big uh, run on people just kind of living more natural, getting back to what we're meant to be here for. I'm not exactly. Saying, that's the solution is nature. We are nature. We are. Nature. I got to tell you, my my phone, as I'm a pretty busy guy, business guy. What I did was I took my ringer on my phone and I shut it off. Same. Everyone tell you know how much it, I dropped so much stress. People, you know, a few people get mad at me because they can't get a hold of me, but I have certain callback times. Mm -hmm. But then there's, I actually learned this in business. They were like, don't answer your phone, make callback times at noon and at four. And mm -hmm. that way you can listen, have your assistant listen to the messages or you if you don't have an assistant. And then you can find out what people's problems are, maybe get the solution and then call them back with a solution rather than, hey, Bob, what's up? Well, I got this problem. Oh, okay. Well, let me go find out. And it maybe took you two calls to get a hold of him, wasting your time, their time. They got less than voicemails. Then you talk to him. And then you got to go find the solution. And then you got to get a hold of him again two or three times. And you find everybody's busy. See how much time you waste? Mm -hmm. So it's like just they, we teach technology fasting too, getting people off of that and social media and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah it, it, nature's the answer, man. It's, it's always has been, always will be. Yeah. They're, they're, so. And like what you're saying about, I I know you got to get out of here soon. So um, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got plenty of time for you. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I I think the solutions are like what you're saying. They're a lot easier than than what we think. Like like what I do, what we we just started doing since the pandemic. Because you remember they ran out of eggs. I found a guy on the other side of the of the freeway that had like where I could buy my eggs from. Because I don't have, I mean, I don't have any chickens here. So like, all right, I'm going to buy it from this guy or like someone in my neighborhood is like, oh, I grow I grow tomatoes and I grow all this and like we can trade stuff. I was like, oh, OK, so this is a lot easier than we think. It's all right there because I think more people are, are getting involved with this type of stuff is just like let's get back to what we used to be. Um, the the these phones are fucking destroying us and I use them all the time. I'm, I'm addicted to it. I'm not I'm not saying that I that I'm. <laughs> 
don't don't base your life on me because I I do. I mean, I eat sweets like you were saying. I eat a lot of sugars. I'm trying to cut out some of this stuff, but like stuff like this, what you you were saying, it, it's it. I remember listening to you back. At, I think it was like 2022, so like over a year ago. Your yeah. your uh, macroaggressions, and I said I covered this in the beginning of the episode. I, I remember I was driving from San Antonio to over here, and I was listening to you talk. I was like, "Whoa!" Like it was, it literally changed how I thought about everything with uh, as far as like food and and e I think even covered like water, which we we can cover in a different episode. Sure, but um, but yeah, like that kind of stuff. You're like, "Whoa, okay." This is kind of crazy how we are getting poisoned. It's 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 being. It, I mean, you're getting. I guess you call it a, be, being being red pilled. I don't know. If it would be <laughs> for food. It would be red pill, black pilled, whatever. But I think the more people learn about this stuff, and, and the interesting about this episode is, I think people thought that you were just going to talk about chemical free body, and we haven't even talked. About, I think we've only said the word chemical free body, and this is the name of your company. And we haven't even talked about it. We're, we're just talking about changing your lifestyle and, and, and uh, knowing what's going and what you're eating and schooling yourself on, on what what just on your lifestyle. And, and it can save your life. But yeah. did your I, did your mic stand break? It did. It, it fell down. <laughs> so I, I heard it clink earlier. I'm like, guys, yeah. he loves you so much. He's been holding up his mic with his hand the whole time. Oh, manually. yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's, I did it moving around a little bit. So that's. Oh you know, yeah, I yeah I even if, if, as soon as you started talking, I think the first two minutes, it it fell off like the the thing that that you bolt in. I didn't have it tightened all the way in, and so it just fell down. I'm like, I'm not interrupting this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm committed. But yeah, um, you. I bet your arm is killing you. <laughs> uh, this is me working out. I'm I'm getting I'm building my shoulders. I, That's right. I, I got That's I got right. some compliments about my shoulders the other day. So yeah, um, yeah. um. Well, yeah, yeah but... you, 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 you did talk about products a lot in the beginning and, you know, it's like, that's not what we're about. Our products. Yeah, we have products. We offer them. I think they're freaking awesome, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I built them because out of frustration, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't know shit back then. All I knew is I wanted really good products. So I went out and, and I interviewed over 30 labs. Mm -hmm. And one thing that was really important to me that I learned was called Curlian photography. Do you know what that is? No. What is that? So basically it's a, it's a, it's like a camera or you can take pictures or you can videotape and you can actually see the energetics emitting from any substance, any organic substance. So mm -hmm. it's like kind of like night scopes, you know, they're on a helicopter and you can see people running through the trees. You can see the light. So people emit like an energy and with different type of photography, you can see it. And it was really cool. When I was at Hippocrates wellness center, they showed tapes of it. And so they had one where a guy was like running through the beach and you could see the energy coming off him. And as his hit, feet would hit the water, the water would splash. And there was actually energy from the water and his feet when they would connect. Then they would have like a – they had a grandpa in a rocking chair and like a little three-, four-year-old running circles around him. And you could see the energy off the grandpa. And you could see the energy coming off the kid with like a tail of energy like in a comet behind mm -hmm. the little kid as he's running around the grandfather. And then at the very end, he jumps in the grandfather's lap and both of their light energy increases as the love and the connection came to these two, the grandfather and the thing. So I saw it with my own eyes, and they were trying to talk about that, about living food. They were trying to talk about the energetics, the electron activity. And I was like, <clears throat> and so this got back into like uh, bio, uh, bio photons. I don't know. So just how much time do we have left? I got two minutes to explain this. Yeah, yeah, you got Go ahead. Okay, so 
all life on this planet comes from the sun. Would, would everybody agree with that? And if you're mm -hmm. religious and you believe God, then God put the sun there. Okay. But all life comes from the, from the sun because without it, if there was no sun, we'd be a frozen ice, uh, you know, a ball spinning through space. There'd be no life. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're all in agreement with that, what happens is the sun sends these things down called photons and they're captured on the leaf of a plant via photosynthesis. We learned mm -hmm. this in second grade and through photosynthesis, electrons are created. This is like energy. It's movement. It's atoms, all this stuff. Right. So this is where, um, you can actually measure bio photons. So if somebody eats a hundred percent junk food diet, they will emit 1000 bio photons. That sounds pretty good. If you eat a hundred percent organic, but it's a hundred percent cooked food, you will emit 23,000 bio photons. A newborn baby emits 43,000 bio photons. If you were to eat all sprouts, all sprouted nuts, sprouted seeds, sprouted grains, sprouted beans, you would emit 83,000 biophotons, double that of a baby almost. Oh, wow. So this is where living foods happen. So when it came to me making supplements, I wanted to make sure that my manufacturer had the most uh, energetics, the life force in the supplements after processing because you know processing denatures things. So what we did with Dr. Treadway, he was the first person. I'm like, you guys have curly and photography? He's like, oh, yeah, we got a couple of those machines here to test the supplements. I'm like, no way. So I was all, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Then I found out he was a former Marine. He had uh, went to Cornell University, become a medical doctor, walked out of that in his 20s because he said it wasn't good enough uh, to have that thought process in your 20s. Then he went to naturopathic school, left that, ended up going to India and studied Ayurvedic uh, 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 medicine over there. It's traditional medicine. And it's basically 10,000 years of biological engineering system science. So engineering is like a key word there because engineers can't make mistakes. They build bridges and roads and planes. And if they mess up, people die. Right. So biological 10,000 years of biological engineering system science. It's like the system of the human body and how the herbs and all the plants relate to the human body and what works for whatever. So he became like a master herbalist in Ayurvedic technology. Then he became a master herbalist in Chinese herbology and then Western herbology at a clinic for 10 years, helping people, seeing them on the daily and then he decided to shut the clinic down and be, and become just this formulator and do cons consulting mm -hmm. and create formulas for 17 to 19 of the top supplement companies in the world. The problem he found was after a while of doing it, he just got frustrated, is that they would change his formulas. They would dumb them down. They would put synthetics in them and partial of them. Um, and I was the first company that I didn't change his formulas. I went with the 10,000 biological years of system science. I'm engineering. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do that. And we actually had curly and photography. So when we deliver our products to people, they've been air dried or sun dried under 110 degrees. The life force still intact. Um, uh, the enzymes are still there. And um, all these formulas are awesome. And I basically piggybacked off his 41 years of sourcing. So the sources he has are unbelievable. And mm. that's why our stuff is so good because I literally built my company for me, <laughs> right? Yeah. I build I build the supplements for me. When I found a problem, like when I learned about chemtrails, I called up Dr. Treadway. I'm like, dude, there's nano-sized aluminum particles. They're in the air everywhere. We're all breathing them up our orifactory nerves. They're going into our brains and they're killing them. I just listened to this whole thing by Dr. Richard Blaylock. And I don't mm -hmm. know if you know him, but he was like a neurosurgeon. They still use some of his techniques today. And he got into supplements and stuff. And he was talking about chemtrails. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this shit leads to Alzheimer's and dementia. And I said, my grandpa was a healthy guy. And he, in the last eight years, he didn't know who he was. I am not going out that way. I'm not going to do that to myself and my kids. I need a solution. He's like, I already have it. And I was like, what is it? He's like, well, I got these two products 
And back then I was just broke as a joke. I'm like, Scott, I can't launch two products. I can only launch one. And can you can you put them together? So what happened was is he actually had since he was in the military, he had a buddy of his that became a medical doctor in the VA. And these uh, we put depleted uranium on the tank rounds and we're blowing up tanks and shit with it. But when they explode, the soldiers sweeping the areas out and stuff are breathing that stuff in and they were getting sick and dying from the depleted uranium poisoning. Mm-hmm. And the, the VA doctor was not allowed to diagnose it nor treat it or he'd lose his license. Well, that's Holy nice. Shit. So him and yep. Scott are bullshitting about it. And Scott's like, well, let me see what I can do. So he came up with these two formulas. Have them take this for a while and then take that. And it was helping to chelate and get that crap out of their bodies. And it was, and the doctor had to be like, here, take this and that, but don't tell anybody that I, I told you or go here and buy that and buy that. So that's how it got started. We combined those two formulas and we called it toxin detox, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of how most of our formulas came about. They were from Dr. Treadway and that's why they, that's why they work so well. So that's how we started the, the supplement part of it to help people do this stuff. And, you know, it's, it's there for people. If they want to do it, they can just go to the shop tab. Um, actually what I would do though, I tell you what, I can show them how to get a double discount if they want to try it. So go to the shop tab, scroll down to savings bundles. Those are spent bundle specials, excuse me, bundle specials. You get a discount. We have like a jumpstart bundle. Um, just stick your toes in the water or you can do the total energy and detox bundle. That's what I do. Um, I pretty much take all of our products. I mean, I take them all. I just, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I mean, I do, I take, I take a shitload of supplements, but they're all naturally occurring in nature and they all have, uh, um, a reason there's a, they're a tool in the toolkit. They do certain things. Right. Um, but then at checkout, they put in the, your code conmen, and they get an additional 5% off. So that way you guys can get a double discount for your first order. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you also get a double your money back guarantee. So we offer a double your money back guarantee because I know because of the biological engineering system science that Dr. Treadway put together, it's going to work for 98% of you up the middle. But if some of you, it doesn't for whatever reason, just send us an email to support at chemicalfreebody.com. We'll refund your money happily, or we'll talk to you, get on the phone with you, uh, myself or another coach, uh, customer client person, and we'll find a different product for you, or we'll even find a product over to another company because we know how to read labels until you learn how to do that. We can teach you. And I also teach people every Wednesday, dude, I have a, I lead a, 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 a class every Wednesday and people can join our inner circle and ask me questions live every week. And we can just keep moving you along the line. I have coaches. If people want to do one-on-one handholding um, and we just have a lot of stuff for people, whether how it's, could, how could they find that? Is, is that all online or, or yeah, it's all on chemicalfreebody.com. So they just go to chemicalfreebody.com. The shop tabs there under media is my podcast, the health hero show. Uh, there's a coaching link, um, and we're we're refacing the front of the website now. Uh, we we I've invested a lot of money into this the back end of the website so we could grow and mm-hmm. and we're really excited about it. And we have a lot of cool stuff come out, like the water technology is literally gonna we it's gonna save the planet. Like, and this is just mm-hmm. one technology. We literally have a guy that's like Nikolai Tesla on our team now, and I cannot wait to launch his inventions to the world. It's like all yeah. nature and really cool stuff. I I'm really interested in that one. I, I want to get that guy in the show later on because uh, all yeah, the wait water till you get the unit on your house, dude, your entire house water will be completely, all the chemicals will be rendered inert back to their elemental state, harmless to the human body. And some of the things actually are reorganized into beneficial form. Like certain forms of calcium will be mm-hmm. rendered back into batterite, which is a healthy form of calcium. Yeah. It, it's, it, it was like I was telling you before the show, I met the, the engineer of the water, ma- water waste management of central Texas 
and um i was talking to him like how they get all the chemicals out and like like he was he was bullshitting me he was telling me all this stuff about how they get everything out of it i was like well what about hormones and all that and he's just like oh that doesn't really happen and like we're so we're going back and forth he's like hey if you have any more questions i'll give you my card and then i look at his card i put this on my instagram um but he he put it he, he gave me his card and then it's in the group he was involved with was a world economic forum i was like fuck <laughs> that's yeah, so, yeah that's wild it's like even on the local level it's a world economic forum um i forget i think it's a partner or whatever i don't i don't have it on me right now but yeah these guys are everywhere the world economic forum guys uh it's well like so what, is the working class working class people are everywhere and working mm-hmm. class people it's time you know mm-hmm. we we have this this the potential of this great country because a lot of people in 1776 fought and bled for it. Yeah. The first time in world history, people had the first amendment where they could have freedom of speech and they had a second amendment and the Mm. 14th amendment. Right. So we have these, these, this unbelievable constitution that got put together, but because the British hated that stuff and then people want to get Mm. away from that, that British rule. But Mm. a lot of the blue bloods, the aristocrats from Britain, they didn't leave here. They stayed and they plotted their way back into business and into into you know politics and by the late 1800s or mid 1800s it was a different form of slavery it was called the industrial revolution and all these kids and parents and moms were working in these factories for nothing and it was slave wages it was the women's labor movements of the 1800s and early 1900s that drove the second 1776 that got the eight-hour workday which by the way four people died in haymarket uh, square for mm. fighting for the eight-hour workday. So for those of you that are like, you have an eight-hour workday, did you know that four people died for that? Mm. And that was actually called May Day, May 1st, and it sent shockwaves around to the working class. And still all over the entire world to this day, mm-hmm. May Day is celebrated because the American workers that fought up against a new form of slavery, mm-hmm. these slave wages and these horrible working conditions. And now they they bastardized it. They changed the name of it a couple times. Even Reagan changed the name of it. So it's been lost in our history by design oh, because wow. they don't want people to, they don't want people to, they're not teaching kids this. Mm-hmm. It's like there was a second 1776 and it was led by pissed off women. Yeah. Right. Cause the women were like, we're done. Like we want our kids out of the workplace. We want safer working conditions. You could literally get hurt and die at these factories. In mm-hmm. fact, many women did. It was called the triangle shirtwaist factory. They would oh, actually, the women, oh yeah. <laughs> the women would come in and work and they would, they locked the doors cause they were afraid the women were going to steal from them. Because they gave him such a shitty life. And then the fire got and these little 16 year old girls were jumping out of windows just like 9-11 and dying. They burned up a whole bunch of them Mm -hmm. because they were worried about. So that's how they were treated. And so these women were tired of it and they started fighting and they would lose and lose and win and then win and lose. And then they finally started winning and then men joined in, too. And that was the second revolution. And those women got the eight hour workday and the men, too. They got the children out of the workplace. They got, um, uh, you know, it was like. They got clean streets. They got the urine, the feces out of the streets. They got um, the dead horses and dead cows out of the water supply, and mm-hmm. they got infrastructure. So the plumber, the the plumber and the sanitation worker actually did more for human health than the doctor and the pharmacist, and it's proven. Like if you look at measles as just one example, at 1900, the turn of the century, measles was killing 14 out of 100,000 people. Very high rates. It's astronomically yeah. high. Okay. By 1948, 98% of the measles was solved. Why? Because of clean water, 
and they got the shit and the piss out of the streets. The urine and the feces was cleaned mm -hmm. up from sanitation. It was infrastructure in the inner cities that cleaned things up. The measles vaccine hit the scene in 1963. Oh, so was wow. it the was it was it the measles vaccine that saved us from measles? No, no it's it water. was women, men, women and men, working class people that said, "We're done with this. This is how it's going to go. This is what we want." And they 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 got the sanit they got the infrastructure to clean up sanitation, and all this other stuff, and clean water. That's what stopped these pathogenic organisms from happening. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the damn vaccine. Okay. And it's, it's, it's right on a timeline. So this is common sense, but once people understand this, it's like they can start understanding the power of the working class when you get out of fear and you start working on yourself and then you share this type of stuff, this information with other people and we unite bottoms up. That's how that's, 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 that's America. It's a bottoms up revolution. And it doesn't have to be where you go out and shoot people. It just has to be, nope, I'm not going to do that. You know what? I'm going to take the money I have and I'm going to go buy this over here. I'm going to stop buying this shit that's polluting me and killing me and, and killing my my friends and neighbors. It's like pretty it. much that's pretty much it. It's really easy. I, I like that. I like that. That's it, going to be the, the next revolution. We, we could do that. We can also try to take down the, the, the centralized banking systems. But that, that's for a whole other episode. Um, I I have. You know, we have a actually have a TikTok account too. I just shoot little videos and I send them over to my team and they do it. Now I don't do it. I just try to stay away from social media, but mm -hmm. I know it's a way to reach out. So I'll, we use their tools against them um, to get more people over to us that are want to wake up and, and feel good and, and, you know, take back their lives and be a, a, a happy, productive part of their community. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just chemical free body on Instagram and TikTok. And um, I think we have a Facebook page too. And, um, but, I just tell people and we have rumble, we have rumble and we have, you know, we, I should say that and my podcast is pretty much on all the channels. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. What's the name of your um, podcast? Uh, health hero show, health hero show. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. It's a, uh, I hope that people do. And it's a good place to learn. Um, and if you start from the beginning, a lot of people say, dude, I've been binge watching you since the beginning. You can kind of see my evolution mm -hmm. as a human, as a human being too, with my health and my life and the way I think. And, you know, I went through some phases there where politically I actually got duped. I got duped by the establishment and the not so obvious establishment, as I learned. Yeah. Um, certain people that I followed that were talking a good game. But in the end of the day, they pretty much screwed the working class. And uh, and I'm not giving them a pass on that anymore. So mm -hmm. I'm for the working class Same. and I'm for community. And I know that we have all the strength and power and we just have to. It's like the sleeping giants like, hey, dude, wake up. We yeah. just need to we just don't realize our power. And once we do, it's over. It's over so quickly. It's not even funny. Yeah. I I've been and I've been taking these products and I wouldn't like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, I wouldn't I wouldn't have you on the show to pitch your product if if I didn't believe in it. Like I started taking the Green 85. That one has been a fucking game changer. And then I took the gut uh toxin. Is that the name of it? Yeah, we have gut Gut detox gut. and toxin detox. So just yeah. just to clarify, Green 85, why it works so well, we called it Green 85 because it replaces the 85% of nutrients that have been farmed out of the soil roughly. Mm -hmm. um, but you're consuming it literally like mm -hmm. the best veg, like three to five pounds of vegetation grown in the best soils ever when you have one scoop of that stuff. And I do yeah. that every day, twice a day. So I'm literally getting like six to 10 pounds of vegetation nutrients in me besides mm -hmm. the sprouts that I grow and the other stuff and the juices that I make. Yeah. Gut detox was actually one of the, it was an ancient Ayurvedic formula that had been used for a long time to balance the body. And Dr. Treadway said, Tim, in India, when I studied those two clinics, 
no, didn't matter what people's health issues were. That was everybody got that first. That was the foundation because mm-hmm. it, it works on like 36 things like a body balancer. But what we use it for besides that is to clean those intestinal veli, those hair like structures lining the small and large intestine to get yep. that six to 12 pounds of crap out of you. And you can do it in 15 days. So we just have them double down, take three in the morning, three at night for the first 15 days. And you can expect to lose about that six to 12 pounds of stuff will come out, but no diarrhea. So we've developed mm-hmm. a program to meet people where they're at so they can go to work, raise kids, travel, do sports, and they don't have to worry about getting the Hershey squirts. It's just, mm-hmm. there's no di- there's no diarrhea, right? Mm-hmm. So that works. And the toxin detox was the formula I told you about that Dr. Treadway made for the uh, depleted uranium thing for the soldiers. That's what I take for heavy metals, radiation, and pollution to get out of my body. I take those on the daily. So mm-hmm. I basically wake up, I take gut detox, toxin detox. I wash them down with a big old water, a green 85 and super soldier. And you know, that's, that's pretty much my morning routine. And I, I do take my, I mean, I take everything. I, I take our tinctures. It's like, I don't want to sound like a cell person, but that's what I do. And it's like, I freaking feel amazing. Yeah. Like, so, but start with something, start small, or if you want to go on, go ahead. We love that. But we we just love helping people feel good. And I know the products work, and that's why I offer a double your money back guarantee on it. And don't forget to use that code CONMEN when you check out to get your additional 5% off so you can get that double discount. Yes, guys. And, uh, um, and if you don't want to buy the product, um, just, I mean, like I was saying earlier, just that, that I just educate yourself on, on, on all this stuff. And maybe eventually you'd be like, all right, well, maybe maybe I will I will take it. Cause I've, I've, I've taken in that. I, I love it so far. I'm going to order another one. I'm already, yeah. I'm going to go on to my third one and, and like, it's part of my morning routine now. So I'll, I'll drink, I'll, I'll drink the green 85 and then I'll, I'll drink my, my black coffee and then I'll head to work or whatever I'm doing that day. And I'm like, Oh, this is, I, I feel good all day. So I, I and I, before, how's your energy been? My energy has been great. So like, I, I, I like, I'll take it and then I'll start cleaning my house or I, I, I or I'll play with the kids, stuff like that. And I mean, I don't, really... here's a big, here's a big, here's a big warning because <laughs> I had this one guy, Lou, this was years ago. Um, he was in, uh, we were in uh, rotary together and mm-hmm. most of the people in rotary that had been around, it's a bunch of old dudes mostly. And they're retired. They're just giving back to the community. And I was kind of a young whippersnapper in there. And Lou had, uh, he got talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've got high blood pressure. I'm overweight, blah, blah. I'm like, well, here, just just take the greens and, and the gut detox. And he did that. And he went very slow with his doctor. But, you know, he eventually got off all his medications. And Because and, I asked him, I'm like, how long have you been on high blood pressure medication? He's like, oh, he's like, well, uh, he's like, God, I've been on it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then you saw him, the, the, like, the light went off. He's like, and I was like, well, why did you? So they put you on it in the beginning because you had high blood pressure, but it's, you're still on it. He's, and he just had this epiphany. Like, yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten better and I don't see any, and he goes, I got to tell you, he's like, I took this blood pressure medication and it made me sleepy at work. And he goes, and I, then they put me on another one and it made me itchy. And he goes, and they put me on another one and I had like night blindness. I couldn't see at night. And so it was just like all these side effects. And so I'm like, okay, so long story short, he ends up losing like 40, 50 pounds and after almost two years working with his doctor, he, he's like, well, she's like, your blood pressure is great now. Um, and he goes, yeah. And, and he's like, well, I, I've been taking less and less of the medication myself. He slowly titrated himself down. He did it. I didn't tell him to. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to get in trouble for that kind of stuff. We just deliver naturally occurring products. That's all we do and coach people in our lifestyles. And so the doctor's like, he's, he goes, well, I don't think I need it anymore. She's like, well, I think you should just take it just in case. And that was the first time he goes, I looked at the doctor as a salesperson instead of somebody that was trying to help me. Cause like if my blood pressure has been a normal level for six months and I'm not, I goes, I actually wasn't taking it at that point anyway. She said, take it just in case, mm-hmm. but his levels were normal. So the big spoiler, and he said, Tim, mm-hmm. he goes, I'm literally eating half of what I used to eat. I, I, I used to have these certain meals. I go to restaurants. He goes, I can only eat half of it now. Have you been mm-hmm. experiencing that? Yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, um, I'm eating smaller portions because I'm not as hungry. Yeah, you can't eat as much food because what's happening is your cells are actually getting what they need. So they're sending signals to you that you don't need to eat as much. So your grocery bill, the Green 85 product actually literally pays for itself Mm -hmm. because your grocery bill drop. If you're drinking, if you're taking one can a month, your grocery Mm -hmm. bill drops about 50 bucks. If you're taking it twice a day and doing two cans a month, Mm -hmm. your grocery bill drops 100 bucks. It literally covers itself. There's no cost for it net net. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's no reason not to be doing that one, like literally, because you're, you're not getting nutrients. So you have to replace them somehow. Otherwise, you're just not going to have a high quality life. Yeah. So but what he said was, is that he goes, the only problem is he goes, I have so much energy. My wife has given my honeydew list is huge. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's like, he goes, I'm out cleaning gutters. I'm on the lawn. I'm doing all this stuff now. And she's like, well, and so it was it's kind of a joke. But, you know, it was really cool because this is a retired uh, like a, a Air Navy veteran um, who's got his life back. Right. And he's having a much higher quality of life and he deserves that. He fought for our country, did all that stuff. And he's a good dude. So anyway, that's what we want for people. We want people to get your life back and, um, and we're here to help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll end the, we'll end the show right there. It's just, just go out to chemicalfreebody.com and kind of browse, browse all, all the stuff and see what, what, what you feel like is best for you. Um, you, I'll, I'll have, all the all the social media it will all be in in the show notes you can go in there you um can, do you do you answer dms or is there any way they can actually contact you if they have any questions well or... if they have questions they can send them to support at mm-hmm. chemicalfreebody.com that's where we take all of our questions at support that way it creates a ticket and it doesn't get lost mm-hmm. um i was so hands on the beginning i mean i'm still today i'm still trying to train people but i gave mm-hmm. out pretty freely and graciously my cell phone And, um, I'll probably call people on myself and I still do customer service calls from time to time because it's the fun part, Mm -hmm. uh, running the business. Some parts is not the most fun, but I just like engaging with people. And I like, cause I have all this huge knowledge base and that's why we created our inner circle. Mm -hmm. And, um, when people come in, they can join it, join it for like, I think it's like a buck, kick Mm -hmm. the tires on it. We give you everything we have in there and you can keep it if you don't like it. But then it's like 37 a month if you stick with us. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and I actually have a lot of people doing that and getting a lot of results, but we have a lot of people and I need to put up like a Patreon thing too, because we have a lot of people that just like our mission, what we're about. Mm-hmm. And they actually sign up for the inner circle, but they don't show up <laughs> And because mm-hmm. I call them up and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, Sean, you know, you're paying for this. Why aren't you showing up? He's <laughs> like, look, dude, I heard your pot. I listen to your show. I get lots of information. I got a busy life. I got kids. I take all your products. I feel amazing. And you learn, teach me stuff. I'll do it because I don't have time. It's just my way of giving you some money because I just want to help you fund your cost. So, because they that they that's actually be, our our inner circle has also become like a Patreon type thing. Yeah. So I think we might have to just put that up there because I know people want to to donate to us. Which I, to me, that is like the ultimate. Like if somebody just wants to donate, mm-hmm. then that that means that you're actually giving some value to them, and that makes me feel good because I would never want to take anybody's money without giving tremendous value. 
Yeah. You know what it, I'm saying? It's like it's got to be a it's got to be a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. So so if you're listening to this, scroll down and and it's all going to be in the show notes. You can you, just where you can find them, the Patreon. I'll even put the, the website. I mean, the email where they can contact you if they have any questions. But yeah, that that, that I mean, do, do you have anything else you you want to pitch? Oh, uh, not really. I mean, I just want to pitch people on uh, putting yourself first. I mean, you have to make yourself a priority. Make your health a priority. You got to ask yourself that question. When are you going to make your health a priority? Mm-hmm. And as soon as you answer that question, everything's going to start improving for you. Yeah. It really will. And it doesn't have to be some big thing. It can be baby steps. In fact, when you go to our website, we have something called the Core Four Secrets Manual. You can get that when you, I think, believe when you register. Um, we're setting all this stuff up. That manual is what I teach our coaching students with you get it for free, follow the course four secrets in there. These are basic things we can talk about. Maybe next time we have me come on, but this is stuff you can do at home. That doesn't cost you anything that will really move the needle for you. Mm-hmm. And I know this because of emails are like, dude, I heard you on a show. I ordered all your stuff, but dude, my I'm losing weight already. My met, my mental clarity is getting better. They're already getting results and they haven't even got the products yet. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the products are just part of our toolkit. Those core four secrets are part of our toolkit. The show is part of the toolkit. The inner circle is part of the toolkit. We're full. We're here. We're full service. Yeah. We just want to help folks. It, it, it's all good stuff, guys. Um, and if you want to, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, con underscore men underscore podcast. Um, remember, I'm, I'm a chef, so I, I do the cooking show. So on YouTube, you can go to uh, look us up at MKO Treats. So it's YouTube.com. I think it's forward slash MKO Treats. That's uh, again, it's all in the show notes um just follow us on patreon and all that kind of stuff but yeah that's, that's all we have time for today guys i hope i hope you guys are are really looking at your health i've seen some of you guys and you guys gotta lose some weight i i, I remember meeting some of you guys at the at the at the old studio so uh you got kids and all that you you want to you, you want to be able to be there for them it's I, that's all I, I I have. I have two kids and I, I want to grow up with them. And I want I don't I don't want to be fucking stuck to a couch or on a on a walker. So I don't know. I, I, I think your health should be one of your one of your top priorities. But uh, but yeah, that's that's what we got today, guys. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll catch you guys next week. I don't even know what I'm talking about in the, in the new episodes yet. So. But yeah, just follow all the socials. Uh, you have any questions, hit, hit me up on, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, see you guys.